Oh my God! You look like you just went through a. <laughs> what happened? That's what happens when you have a baby. It just goes. <laughs> but I love it. It's just the best. It's the best. It's a, yeah. There's nothing really. I I didn't expect I would like it that much. But it's, it's like the best. The, it's it's the literally best. my favorite thing about anything, <laughs> like ever. Let me fix my let me fix my freaking beard. It's it's the best meat grinder you could ask for. Yeah. Which kind of, you know, it kind of flies in the face of something I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, you know? You know? I mean, we wanted to speak about the, the, you know, the hellscape that we spoke about this morning. Well, no, that's not precisely what I meant, but oh, okay. yeah, we've got to talk about that, too. <laughs> Let's start with that. What, what, yes. what, explain the hellscape. The hellscape is basically... And I'll give an it can only be explained in examples, really. Yeah. Uh, the hellscape is as follows. Let's say you want to sell an apartment, right? Yeah. So, in like a normal non-hell world, non-hell, uh, you 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 know, it's like it's like a you remember Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. He give you the money. You give me the donut. End of transaction. We do not need to put ink and paper, ink and paper into this. Like, yeah. okay, so I, I understand you need a contract. Okay, so back in the day, they had like, you see like this piece of paper. I take a piece of paper like this. I write on it. I such and such sell my place in such and such New Jersey to such and such lady and her husband for such and such price. Yeah. Yes. No, yes, check, yes. Signature. Uh, if you want, you can frame it, you know, take the page and frame it, make it like so it doesn't crumple up and like if there's rain and it doesn't like disintegrate, so you can have a record of something. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe make a copy, send it, email it to yourself. Zell. No lawyers, no nothing. You give me a check, I go deposit the check, I go buy my hala and my hummus, and I have a nice Shabbos. That's how it should be. What is it? What is it? How is it in reality? I mean, it's a co-op. So what do you have to do with a co-op? You have to get lawyers. What do the lawyers do? They drop a contract. Okay. There's not only a contract. There's also something called a rider. There's like provisions. There's the rules. They need to see the lawyer of the buyer needs to see the rules of the, of the co-op. The, the co-op has rules, house rules. Uh, there's some kind of like, there's a thing called the, um, what do they call it? One second, I'll tell you exactly what it's called. Uh, it's called a, a, a offering plan. What is an offering plan? An offering plan is a giant ass packet, which, which the, which the, which the co-op management has to provide. A uh, document that discloses important information about a condo or co-op to a prospective buyer includes the price, buying procedures, Buildings, bylaws, floor plans, board operations, finances, and more. If I already gave them the fine, like those things in pe in 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 itemized in piecemeal, why do you need this whole thing saying the same things that I already gave them? Not only that, I have to pay fifty dollars for this thing. I already gave them that stuff that's in the thing. I already gave them the the uh, the floor plan floor plan I can get, 
the buying, the buying procedures I can get, the building bylaws I can get, the board operations I can get, the finances I can get, the price I, we set, it's in the contract. What else do you freaking need? No. The lawyer wants it. Their lawyer wants it. And, I, you know, we have to pay $50. So now, so now we're sitting here like, no, you, now you, sit, you start rationalizing. Well, you know, we don't have realtors. So now we're, we're not paying up the wazoo and we're only paying for a lawyer because last time we paid for a lawyer and a realtor. So, so we're like, oh, thank you so much. We're not paying as much. So, you know, what's $50? It's a drop in the bucket, right? You start like, you know, rationalizing the hell, the levels and the intensity of the flames of hell. It's all based on, well, you've come this far, you know? Yeah, yeah, you've come this far as so you might as well just, you know, this goes up, you know, where, you know, everybody, everybody likes to take a little slice off as you're moving yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or dude, today, you know amazing? can I tell you what's amazing? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. As yeah. you're describing this whole process to me, uh -huh. of course, it's soul deadening and, and spirit draining. Right. And yet somehow still more interesting than Khakiville. From yesterday yes is that amazing yeah. Come on, no seriously how is this you know talking about the rigmarole you know why because at least yeah. at least it makes you i mean it makes you feel like uh there's something you know how should i put this there's something animated happening you know everybody everybody in life ultimately wants a push and a pull you know as much as I don't like, this is the type of push and pull I don't really like. It's not boring. I mean, it can get, it can be boring. Uh, it could be tedious. Um, do another example, like the wine business, right? Again, in a normal non-rapey world, what I call non-rapey, <laughs> uh, I I I have you know bottles in my house that i imported from israel i put it on a boat i didn't need any license any liquor license what what is a how do there's no you know that there's there's no actual test you take to have a liquor license you know the only thing you need a liquor license money you pay yeah. you apply you 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 have you the only thing you need to have or not have is a criminal record like if you don't have a criminal record you can get a liquor license same thing with a gun you don't need, there's no like, there's no qualification as a human being. There's no like test. Huh? They, they don't, there's no questions they ask you for, to, for them to decide whether you should have a liquor license, right? So, okay. So in a non-rapey world, you bring in bottles of liquor into the country, right? Uh, you, okay, whatever you pay taxes. Okay, fine. Whatever it is. You bring it to your house, right? And then some person or a store or whoever, Joe Schmo was like, hey, I want a bottle of wine. You're like, okay, cool. You put it in a UPS box, you put it in a FedEx box, and you ship it to them. And then they send you a PayPal, or they send you whatever, a Venmo, whatever it is. And instead of writing, you know, uh, marketing services, you know, to be all like clandestine, they write, wine. I just bought from wa some wine from you, right? In my case, no. I have to have a distributor. Distributor has a warehouse. I pay this distributor a fee. Luckily, in this case, I pay them per, instead of a monthly fee, I pay them per per bottle, right? So the, the less bottles I have, the more nominal it gets. Okay, fine. Baruch Hashem. But in exchange for that, I have to 
uh, send them an Excel spreadsheet of all the all the things that were ordered, where I do the calculation myself of the price per bottle and the total, whatever it is. That's for the invoice that they generate. Okay, I have to send them uh, a new customer like a uh, setup form that I have to send first to the customer. They have to sign it. They have to double check that everything's correct over there, the address, all the thing. And in this case, a shul ordered for me today, they have to send me their tax exempt form. So that means I have to somehow contact or get a handle of the guy who's the controller, the, the accountant of the shul. And he has to find this form and he, and he gives it to me. And I give this all to my distributor and then my, distri and now my, and then my distributor says, do you want to deliver to tomorrow? If it's if you put it in the order after twelve and it's tomorrow, it's an extra fifty dollars. If you want and if you want to deliver Monday, it's for, you know it's no extra. It's just a regular delivery charge, no rush fee, but there's still a fee. Yeah, I got to say just, something. I can't just put this in my car, and 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 bring it as we say Russian lichna, like personally, yeah, to yeah. the person, and then and then. The guy who has somebody has to be there to receive it. I I have to somehow make sure that that happens, or the guy I have to rely on the guy to call them, and then they have to give him a check, and then the check goes into the you know it does it's it's really our money, but it goes into our distributor, and then the distributor you know there's a whole divvy up, and 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 after I pay them, they, I pay them the fee, and then they pay me back the re, like the revenue as opposed to taking out the like this is whole to do. It's this whole dance. So, so as you're as you are as you are experiencing this rigmarole, yeah, mindlessness, right? Yes. Spirit draining, madness, the uselessness of it, right? Dude, it makes me want to quit. You understand? Yeah, but here's another problem. I want to quit. As you're describing it, you're bringing us all there with you. All right, you've just recreated the whole experience for us, and now everybody's like. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, but that's the point. I, I, I would like to do that because why? Uh, why? Because yeah, why, Greg? Why? Why have you done order, this to me and the folks no, at home? Because in order, because in order for there to be like a critical mass of people to 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 affect change, to to basically get off their ass, yeah, and and you know maybe call their congressman. For example, I'll give you an example. Right now in the state of Tennessee, there's actually a case that which basically will um you know on a state level eliminate uh something to do with interstate commerce meaning if that can be somehow applied across the board hmm. it may be that uh everybody will be able to ship what's called direct to consumer no matter the state right now every state has its own laws why because they you know whatever they want money right so Texas has, you know, I, I can't just ship to like Utah. Utah's like what's called a dry state. I can't just ship to Pennsylvania uh, because Pennsylvania, everything has to go through the state. All the stores are owned. It's technically whatever. It's a whole thing. I can't just ship to this. I can't just ship to that. You know, dude, I mean, I, I never thought I'd say this. In Israel, it's way easier. You can literally, a winery can directly ship to. Well, because it's like, you know, it's yeah. like. Down the block, you know. Yeah, it's down the block, or, or or I don't know, maximum two hours, and and you may not even need a license. I don't I don't even know why they have like like they have a company called Sewer in Israel. That's the biggest distributor in Israel, and there's like wineries that use them to distribute to stores. I'm bro, like, are you guys even using them? Bro, they charge for charging. Yeah, they, if anybody could figure out a fee that people will just pay, yeah. right? Like you know, breathing fee, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, reach in your pocket. Dude, to reach dude in your can I tell you something? Like, dude, can I tell you something? The distributor that we use for liquor that we have from California, they did us a hesed back in October and they chopped whatever we owed them from previous because there was just inactivity. They chopped it in half because they realized like, holy crap, they were charging us for basically doing nothing, right? Because everything was sitting, whatever. But okay, what happened? What's been happening since October until now? The VIG started again. And then they sent us an email. By the way, you guys owe us X, Y, you know, basically it went back up to that, that amount. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, we've been selling through, and I'm, I go to my partner. I'm like, dude, this is already like the third time this happened. And I'm like, if we don't, if we don't sell through the entire stock, I don't know, on Pesach and, and Shruis, we're screwed. But, but the thing is like, if you look at the itemized, you know, list of they'll send, they'll send you like a bill, this fee, that fee, warehouse, this, that, you know, the, the, you know, the guy scratched his balls. He scratched his balls in the warehouse. He's charging us for that. You know, he took a bathroom break. He, we pay for that. Dude, I, I, who wants this? Who needs this? But this is not the only, this is not the only, I'm not, I'm not in the only industry that has this. No, I know everything. I mean, like, it's just, and, and you know how they, dude, you know how they explain it? Like the lawyer, when they sent me their original fee that they wanted to charge, and I said, listen, guys, can you, you know, give us a discount because we used you before for my apartment sale. Well, you know, um, you know what they wrote to me literally? I'll tell you what they literally wrote to me. And, and I was like, I literally wanted to write back. Let me give you the world's smallest violin. It's like, here, here, here. Look, you have a dude. You have a you have the an industry. You know, an industry is supposed to be, or industry in general is supposed to be just producers. Yeah, people that produce goods and services, right? Dude, pause for a second. This is what they responded to me. Unfortunately, as the cost of living has has increased dramatically. We have no choice but to increase our fees as well. Yeah. They're going to go, dude, if I don't pay them the extra, you know, 500 bucks that I compared to what I paid previously, they're going to shutter tomorrow. This lawyer is going to run out of town. He will, she will shutter his offices tomorrow. He's done. Now, it, I mean, look, look, for some reason, people, you know, they still have, I don't know why people still have any shame whatsoever, yeah. right? Instead, you know, they, what they're really saying is, look, everybody else is raising their fees, so I'm raising it too, you know? Why not? Why can't I make a little more on this whole situation? Dude, dude, dude what was, what's the inflation rate in this country right now? 8%, 9%? Dude, when I went to lease a car, do you know what the price... They, they doubled the price. I go to the guy at the dealership. I'm like, dude, the inflation rate is not 100%. I understand you have this, you have that, shipping, whatever. It's not 100%. They're using this to double the price. Everybody is like... So so basically, uh, you know, he, here's what happened. And this is all an orchestrated yeah. uh, situation. But part of, part of the orchestration is that they are creating an industry out of, out of being a parasite, out of destruction. Yeah. Just think about producers, right? Think about like, I'm trying to create a metaphor here. Yeah. You have people produce stuff, right? And then I think about these people and everything they produce, everything's made out of cheese or or everything's made out of chocolate or, yeah. you know, and then, so, so you have 
everybody is creating cheese, is made of cheese or is made of chocolate or whatever, any substance you like, okay? And they're producing it. That's the industry. You're creating something that people want, okay? Then you have a Paris. Then in order to destroy the whole concept of industry, you create a counter industry called parasitism. Bureaucracy, yeah. Same thing. Bureaucracy yeah. is para being a parasite. You create the parasite industry. Law is the par has become the primary area of uh, law and bureaucracy has become the primary industry in this country. Okay, there's no industry growth, right? There's only consumption. Yeah. Uh, which parasites are going to are going to feed off of what has already been created, and make sure it doesn't get any bigger or better. Okay, that's 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 what you're describing here. Okay, an entire world of parasites of of, and it's all connected to kind of those spiritual entities that we were talking about. These people are a virus. They're they're a freaking. It's like it's like what this guy called in Chicago. He called uh, what's her name Lightfoot. He called her. You're the pandemic. <laughs> guys, guys, if anybody's listening to this and you have a job from the parasite industry, yeah. I just want to let you know that the only reason that the parasite industry is 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 flourishing as it is is because people, individuals have made the decision to get in on the action. Yeah. It's a decision made by many, many individuals, <clears throat> right? No one was forced into it. Okay, so I'm sorry, but that is the fact. All right, and 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 if you don't if you don't like it, then then you got to think, like you know, what is the result of people making decisions like you, right? What if everybody in the country made the same decision that you made, right, to be a part of an industry which which basically, you know, slices off pieces of people that produce stuff, right? And you're not actually you're not actually contributing anything to the world. You're sucking off. You're saying like, if you if you had a service that was very, very necessary, right? If you built something, if you produced something, if you offered, I don't know, you know, some kind of competitive thing that people were searching out for, okay? Yeah. Niche. Looking for that, then, then that, that's, that's different, okay? But if you're a fire marshal, right? Who shows up to people's houses in the middle of the day, as Greg was describing, right? You get paid, yep, and, and the person has to pay $100 for you to show up and look around for two seconds and say, oh, it's, there's not gonna be a fire here and walk out, right? So the person has to take off work from their job, which probably produces something, right, likely. Yeah. And they have to take time off. They have to ask their boss, say, look, I, got, I know it's the middle of the day. I know it's important, the most important time to work, but I have to go meet this fire marshal who, is going to walk in and get paid a hundred dollars. Yeah. For, for uh, what's called certificate of continued occupancy. Yeah. Right. If you, if you have that job, okay. You're part of the problem. All right. That has to disappear from the face of the earth. Any kind of, you know, occupation where you're not producing something where there, where, where you're not creating a value, right. Everybody can do it, but you know, yeah. you know, you might say, Oh, well, I can hear a voice. I can hear someone. Yeah, he knows what he knows. Listen, everybody, you know, not everybody can produce. You know, some people have to make a look. Everybody can produce something. Okay. That's complete horseshit. Everybody has something to contribute. Okay. So, 
um, and don't feed the parasite machine. Hmm. Abandon it, right? To save to save us, right? If again, this is all because this is all happening because many, 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 many people made a really bad similar decision to be part of the of, of, of the parasite industry or the anti-industry, the one that feeds off of industry, hmm. sucking the industry dry. Now, guys, what happens when you actually eat the industry? What happens to you? You see, the system doesn't really work. They're right? like a, they're a virus because a virus needs something to feed them, and once it stops feeding, it dies. Right. They're killing themselves. You know, like IRS tax auditors. Like, what do you? Once the country is finished, wh where are you going to work? Like, who are you going to suck money out of? They they don't care. They don't no, care. but why? Why don't you? It doesn't seem like a good long-term goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they they'll, they'll be killed by their overlords, and their overlords will be the, will be the only one only ones left standing. Right. I have a feel. That's I have a feel. Yeah, but you know it's interesting. What you just said sparked an idea, uh, folks. If you're sucking the if if you're on like a mid level or like a low level, uh, in the parasite industry, right? Yeah. So once you're finished sucking. The, you know the the energy and the funds and the resources from the people that you're just you know sucking money out of so so guess who's next there's a hierarchy here yeah you and guess what you're not on top yeah our friend right. brian welsingham says uh woodrow wilson created all the bureaucratic state yeah he absolutely he absolutely he created he contributed the lion's share to the to the direction that this country and fdr you know, that was like the death knell. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, the Jews like to, uh, American Jews like to uh, whitewash his hatred of Jews. Not all American Jews. I know some American yeah. Jews that are very clear yeah. on, uh, on this, on that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Yeah. Um, we had, you know, someone, someone... Someone left a comment oh, yeah. uh, on our on our you know uh, with a with a suggestion. Oh yeah, you just reminded us uh, of the comment by when you said yeah. The person said that uh, they like our show, but yeah. when we start cursing, they yeah. you know they they tune out. Well, that is completely in your right to do, obviously, yeah. right? Can I just uh, something? We don't we don't curse for the sake of cursing. We're not like Eddie Murphy walks around cursing. We only curse when there's some kind of like, you know, a kind of a moment where there's like emotion pouring out. And it's just, you know, you know what, you know why I not, curse? we're not here to like make that part of vernacular. You know what I mean? You know where it comes from for me? Yeah. Like, like, the, I guess I, the last time I did it just now, right. With uh, yeah. FDR. Yeah. I get worried that people are not going to understand the emphasis yeah that i'm trying to make about how evil fdr was yeah so and so, people, and people so aren't used to hearing him yeah. referred to as a as what i said right? so so the devil's advocate would say well you could um, you could literally use a different word to emphasize no it's not gonna it doesn't stay with people i know it doesn't it doesn't i can go like this he was really, really, really evil. FDR was really, really, really evil, right? And that still wouldn't stay with you. Yeah. you just yeah. wouldn't register. Yeah. But 
when 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 I say something, yeah. and you know that would like offend you or it's shock like you, it's something. like an anchor. It's almost like an anchor word that sticks. Yeah, you know, like there's no. Unfortunately, there's yeah. a limited amount of communication yeah. effectiveness that's Dude, available. That's something funny. Um, okay, but I know, wanted. Wait, I wanted to finish. Yeah, Remember, uh, I, afterwards, I'll tell you the yeah. thing that I noticed. So, so, to, to, so my point is that this lady was was unhappy with with our language. And and I, I can you know that's understandable to me. This show is not for everyone. It's not. It's not. If 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 you're offended by language, if if you're such a shrinking violet, in the face of everything going on in the whole world right now, if if a little bit of salty language is yeah. is enough to do you in, then this show is not for you. Yeah. With all due respect, really, like we were, we with all were, with all due respect, okay, we we, we appreciate your uh, what's it called, your initial support and all that kind of stuff, and not even money, just like moral. Yeah, no, we we, we do. We're not we're not like I understand that that some people are sensitive and they can't. Yeah. Yeah. So we, but but here's another aspect of it, lady. This is for you and for those who might be of your mindset. Yeah. What would can you imagine what are what any show would be like or what anything would be like any business right if if the business responded to every single recommendation yeah, yeah. what would be left of it it wouldn't be the same nothing no not, not even that there wouldn't be nothing everybody has a piece of advice everybody has something that oh you should tweak this and you should tweak that basically when you when you when you take the aggregate of all that there's nothing left at all so so it doesn't make sense to listen to any recommendations whatsoever. Yeah. And yep. we just say, look, this is what we are. And by the way, that's the whole point of truth fanatics. Yeah. Meaning like we're not holding back. This <clears throat> is really who we are, really what we think. It's all out there. Okay. Yeah. We're not liars. Lady, you need a show. Uh, if, if the people that you're watching on TV, yeah. right, are not cursing, then there's a 90% chance that they're, that they're liars, that they're trying to portray something yeah. to you on TV that they're not in reality. Unless it's like one of those, like, pod, they have, like, these from, from podcasts where they, you know, these guys... I was going to say, I was going to say the from podcasts. Even the from podcasts, I have trouble believing that that's what they're really like in their, yeah. you know, you know when they're all fair. Yeah. Um, the only podcast, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a Tzadik, Right, yeah. a, who has a podcast, then yeah. you can believe that that's what he, yeah. you know, he he doesn't, you know, he's perfect, right? He's not gonna, yeah. he's not gonna use profanity, but but yeah. it's kind of the point of 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 what of what we are, truth fanatics. Yeah. That's, that's Again, we, we don't walk around looking to go. You know, it's like Eddie Murphy says. He's like he's like Eddie, He's like Bill Cosby thought I just said. MF this and kiss my this and then yeah, the black stuff and this like, and that. Like I just came, he's like, like I just came on on this, you know. I said I said this and I the filth, like, the right. filth Lauren filth. The no, filth. he's like he's like that's all I said. That was my whole act, and I said filth my okay. <laughs> have a nice day. Goodbye. Yeah. He's like you can't say no filth far. And he's like and then, then Richard Pryor called me up. And he said, "Did the people laugh when you say what you say?" Yes. Do you get paid? Yes. To tell Bill and have a cocoa smile and shut the blank up. You know, I don't agree with Richard Pryor. I know. I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing is funny, dude. I had a funny thing today. Like, you know how I always talk about, you know, what's his name? Um, there's a soccer coach, Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, the the Portuguese guy. I don't know. Whatever. He he's a famous soccer coach, and he everywhere he, everywhere he's been, he's won. Like every he's 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 coached the team in Italy. He's won Milan, whatever. He coached Chelsea in London. He's won over there. He coached Madrid. He's won. 
So there was a series on Amazon Prime where he was the coach of a team called Tottenham. Tottenham is one of the one of the, like the five teams in London that they have, the main teams. And so stop, you know, they stop, 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 stop for one yeah. second. Yeah, I apologize. Someone is texting me that there's an emergency. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Second. I remember the exact last word that you said. It was Tottenham. Yeah. I'm not going to let you forget, even though you know how much I love to hear about soccer. Well, the point is not even about soccer. That's it's a different. I know. Point. I'm just. I'm trying to be a jerk right now, in an entertaining way. Hopefully, all right. Uh, okay. What's that? I have, oh shit. There's more soul sucking things. Uh yeah. Um. Are these patients? Yeah. I mean, not, I don't have patience, but these yeah. are people reaching out, asking for, yeah. sorry about that. I just want to, you got to make sure it's not actually an emergency because people sometimes just write emergency. One second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know people like that. Yeah. Do you feel Please say urgent to heal them. No, no, I have that like round the clock on my, you know, WhatsApp groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, urgent to heal them. If you're carrying bricks, throw them down on the ground. <laughs> if you're helping your friend move furniture, throw it down on the ground right now, drop everything, and say urgent to Helen. I order you. <laughs> All right. All right, let's continue. Sorry about that. Okay, is okay. Tottenham. Tottenham. So basically this... Amazon Prime, they went be so what they did was they went behind the scenes in the locker room and they showed, you know, how the coach is talking to the players. So there was one scene where he's like, and it's actually true, you know, a bunch of this collection of guys. If you if you look at the collection of guys that play for this particular team, he goes to them. This is how he talks. He's like, You are two nice guys. Not two, like as in two, you're you guys are too nice, but he's like yeah, you're, right, you're a two. Right, he's right. from Portugal, so that's how he talks. He, he talks like our uncles in Brighton Beach. That, that's exactly yeah. what it sounds like. You're two yeah. nice guys. Especially Portuguese from a distance, it sounds yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. You're two nice guys. You're very nice guys. But you, in order to win, you have to be, he used the C word, C-U-N-T-S, right? And it, in this video, somebody took a, you know, just the clip of that clip and posted on YouTube and went viral, right? So now everybody's like saying that Jose Mourinho calls everybody the C word, whatever. Okay. Two years go by. The team gets a new manager. He's a, he's a, he's an Italian guy. I was just watching this an hour ago. He's he's sitting uh, at a press conference and asking him about the season. And he goes, uh, "The guys are too nice. Everybody's nice guys, but you cannot be nice guys." And then he pauses and he's like, "You have to be." And I know he watched that series. I know he watched yeah. it. I know he wanted to say it. He was like, "You have to be strong." <laughs> you have to be no he's like yeah you have to be stronger you have to be not exactly the same effect aggressive and i was just like just say it just say it you have to be c-u-n-t-s yeah yeah in order to win i am from italy <laughs> yeah he's like you have to be strong i'm like oh and i know he was like he had it in his mind that everybody's waiting and i was just like and he was like he was even laughing he was even smirking and he was just like you have to be in the... what a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, it would have had the emphasis. You would have had the emphasis. 
Had he said that? You know? <laughs> you know, I want to tell you something. Like, when you listen to, like, you know, like, your European guys speaking English, older European guys speaking English, yeah. Yeah. trying to make, trying to make, a, like, so a point. Yeah. Right. Maybe they've been, you know, they, they have like a couple decades, you know, of living in a country where English yeah. is spoken. Right. Yeah. So, so normally. Right. And obviously this is not really that much with I mean, I've never heard a religious Jewish person say this, but Russians, Italians, yeah. you know, people that and there was like there's like this guy is a motherfucker. You know, you gotta be a motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta be a motherfucker. Like, dude, you know? I, I'm gonna. I sent you the YouTube. Can you play the YouTube and like? Mara, Mara Faga. Mara Faga. Mara. Dude, I sent you the YouTube. It's like a 45 second clip. Can you play it? I just want people to see it. Can you? Can you share the screen? Yeah. It. It. It's not even the one where he curses. It's a different one where he like he's make he's basically. Telling the guys that they can't, uh, you know, they can't hold the ball for too long and do like tricks and flips. Like they have to pass the ball and they have to run and pass the ball like immediately. Okay, so uh, you got to turn on. Get you got to let me share. Oh, one second, sorry. Turn off the child safety locks. Yes. Okay. Now you're, you're good. This guy, by the way, he's one of the greatest European like coaches in, ever that the game was important in the end and in the end of the game you are going to be here he's doing the game he's doing the game the game is important Fuck. Hey. Fuck Fucking sloppy, fucking slow. <laughs> when the fuck to be in front, it's sloppy. The second scene is about intensity. <laughs> Dude, he reminds yeah. me. He reminds. See, you see where it says bunch of cunts. That's the next. That's what he. Uh, do you want to play that? We can play that if you want. Yeah, I think we got the whatever. Point. We got the point. Dude, he reminds me of coaches that I had, like Russian coaches that I had in hockey. Effing slow, sloppy. You know what they used to call us? Balleruni. You know, like ba male ballerinas, you know, like. <laughs> they used to call us lodere, like like slackers, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, there was one coach, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, the company Bauer, you know, the sticks and the skates. And so the all gloves. these kids, all these kids in my, in my, uh, in, this is a hockey camp. They all had like, Whatever, I, I was like one of the guys that had like the less expensive stuff. It wasn't crappy. It was just, it wasn't like the top of the top. So there were kids who had like the top of the top. Their parents were wealthy. They bought them the top of the top equipment. These kids couldn't play. So this coach, this guy played for the Soviet team and he was just like, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're always trying to put that word into some somewhere. They're always trying to rhyme... That Dude, the combinations, it's like that combination that you got from yeah. uh Max, you know. The yeah, yeah. Is it, how's it going? How's it going again? Whatever. Yeah. Might be too much. <laughs> right. Yo, what is it about Russian curses? Like if you're a Russian speaker and you hear Russian curses, it's so much more it's so it's it just sounds so much more vulgar 
than than because, English. Because 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 listen, I don't know all it's languages. So much more vulgar. But but the the Russian language has taken profanity and yeah. uh, to really a very very a very high level of. Dude, uh, I can know. tell you that if I I could say I could say the c word in English and like let's say in front of my mother or sister, but then I could say the p word in Russian, the same word. My mother's like, you know, if I say the p word, she go, Grisha. She'd be like, come on, like, ugh. like. It's so like it like stabs you in the heart. It's like I don't I can't imagine saying that in front of my mom. I already, you know, it's just like it's like impossible. No, no, like imagine you're watching, I don't know, like my mom's has done that once. Well, she doesn't sound bad. I'm, I'm better, I'm better than you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, like watching like Hillary. We're watching the debates, you know, Hillary versus uh Trump. Right. Yeah. And my mom would say the S word, which is just like whatever, big deal, you know, in Russian, which is B-I-T-C-H. You just you just uh, you just outed your mom, but I'm sure she appreciates. Appreciate Listen, it. she can do. Can, can I say something? She's not the yeah. only Russian-speaking Republican woman to call Hil Hillary that word. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like diamond dozen here. So, uh, yeah, but if I say that, my uncle, my uncle who passed away, Pelosi, who you see? No, you know what they call her? Pizdosi. No, come on, let's dial it back a little. You'll upset that lady, and it's not. I just you know, call her, I just call her sauce, which means like vacuum cleaner, because she sucks up all your money. Lucy, my my my, wow, he hated her, and I enjoyed, you know, seeing a physical expression of an internal hatred that I have yeah. towards a certain person. Yeah. Dude, I like how I like how we just got this comment from this lady, and that, what did we do? We just spent like the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, we're not doing. No, but 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 I don't want people to think we're doing that like to. Yeah. To bother and spite it just sparked yeah. a concept which is you know we're not you know we can't respond to we don't take requests yeah i mean maybe if you want to talk about a subject that you'd like to hear about and if we're if we're also interested in it and we think we can offer yeah. some kind of perspective then yeah. then yeah but not in the you know we can't yeah. like yeah like chris woods mentioned the whole thing about uh burla and the don man stuff like that so they gave us kind of he's the one dude chris woods is like a treasure trove of of the treasure trove he's like you know he's our informant every time i hear the word treasure trove i think of carl rove he's a treasure trove mc rove <laughs> oh oh my god that's that's he's that's, an advisor no, to no. the president yeah. the problem with chris woods is I don't, we don't understand like 95% of what he's saying to us, but the 5% that, that we can make out, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah exactly. Chris Woods, you're the man. You're the man. I think he's from the future. He is from the future. I think he's, I think he time traveled. He I might be a time traveler. Yeah. I think he probably is. He's like that guy you see in the, you know, 1920s with the cell phone. Yeah. He said, he said, he says stuff to us all the time. Where you know to him it's like obvious. He's like, don't you see? I'm like, no. Oh, He's like, the intergalactic federation is. Uh... I I don't. I mean, he never told me anything about the yeah. intergalactic. I know. <laughs> like, That's Greg. She's just trying to figure out some kind of futuristic sounding phrase to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just yeah, it's just a good like a random. Oh, he's he's like, he's like that scene from Ghostbusters yeah. where 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 Rick Moranis yeah. you know gets possessed by this creature from another dimension. Yeah. And he's, you know, and then he, he, you know, he's, he comes to the Ghostbusters and he's like, he goes, you know, what is it? Like, he goes, I'm a, I'm the gatekeeper. He goes, uh, uh, no, I'm the key master. That's what he said. Yeah. Right. He goes, what's it? he goes, 
Well, you know, the coming of Gozer, it, it was uh, very similar to what happened in the in the in the last epic of the Maketric supplicant. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like whoa, 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 okay, I see that you're already from a different yeah. dimension, yeah. and it, you know, you're like from the future, yeah. and I'm afraid we're gonna have to. I don't yes. understand. Next thing you know, Chris Woods is gonna tell us all of the co-ops in in the uh, in the Galactic Federation are owned by Hashem. I mean, you're just. And you're just I mean, holy, I mean, ultimately, I and mean, you're just a holy shareholder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know that, that that's the easiest. You know, yeah, the truth that any that anybody, no matter that's how, that's every being piece. can can relate to that truth. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. See, this but, morning, speaking of that, I didn't, I didn't do it justice. I no, but this scene. morning, see, this morning, you told me before we play the scene. You told me when I told you all of these things that they're making me do seem pointless, and you go. Well, there is a point, meaning you were speaking from the Hashem's perspective, right? So I guess there is a point, like Hashem, for some reason, allows this. He wants me to go through this process. I don't see the point. We don't see the point from our vantage point. But Hashem sees the point. I guess sees a point. Just like he sees a point to, I don't know, all the death and all the, you know, tsunami killing 250,000 people or something like that. I guess. I don't know. I mean... Or it's all from Satan. <laughs> no, I mean, look, okay. everything is from God. I mean, like even Satan, he creates Satan yeah. and allows him to operate to, to facilitate free will. So ultimately, it's all it, it, the buck stops with God, right? Everything. So here's my question. If God made Satan, but we keep hearing this whole phrase like there's a war between Satan and Hashem, or is that just like a Christian concept? Um, there's no war. Okay. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's an absurd thing. The war is, is waged in, you know, within us personally, yeah. Yeah. when it, when it comes to, you know, battling our own, we're supposed to battle our own will and yeah. submit yeah. to God's will willingly. We're supposed to choose that. Yeah. That's the only war going on. Um, but you know, God, there's no, no one can go to war with God as much as sometimes we'd like to, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just that's it's just ridiculous because you're literally shooting yourself in the foot. Like if look, if if you want to exist, right? Think about this. If you want to exist and there's nothing but God in the ultimate level of reality, then what are you <laughs> you're shooting yourself, aren't you? Yeah. It's very similar to what we're talking about with the with the with the industry that produces and the industry that that parasites. I don't know if I can use that as a verb, you know, yeah, that, yeah, you know, I, I just did that for the first time ever. It parasites off yeah, the producers, yeah. right? Yeah, That's yeah. the same kind of idea where, what are you going to do once it's, you know, if, if, if you were to succeed in destroying the producers whom you live off of, what do you, where are you going to get your food, right? It's kind of similar where if you could, you know, even ridiculous, you know, hypothetically, right? Do something to God, right? Well, I mean, he, he lends you, your entire existence every aspect of you is just it's just it's more it's it's just it's him so what are you doing you know so it's it's actually infuriating <laughs> it's an infuriating situation yeah because you wish that you can you know that you can do you know you can you wish you could affect you know your tormentor right yeah. even though, even if he even if it's not torment in the, on the ultimate level of reality right yeah. but since i can't experience the ultimate level of reality <laughs> why should i care 
what's the deepest truth of it you know so uh, that's that's very you know that's obviously very you know very very frustrating but ultimately you're just you know you'd be shooting yourself right so there's no you can't war with god yeah well that's what these <laughs> clowns are trying not to a separate do. he's not a separate thing from you that's what these clowns are trying to do these these uh yeah because they don't understand that they're they're not they're not something outside of god everybody's inside of god if you want to just you know to you know so to speak okay yeah like where are you going like you're you're, you're gonna you're basically blowing up existence yeah. you know what i mean like you, you want even if you could do something yeah like you know what like where would you go you know, that, you know what that reminded me of there's remember, no you anymore remember austin austin powers where uh what's his name uh tim robbins is playing jfk and then they're like uh you know, there's like a, what's his name? Dr. Evil's in Moonbase. And then they're like advising him. And then they're like, and then he's like, are you suggesting we blow up the moon? Oh, no, the, the, the general, he's like, Mr. President, are you suggesting we blow up the moon? And then Tim Robbins is like, would you miss it? Would you miss it? <laughs> you know, I mean, but that's, that's more reasonable than people yeah. who try to take on God. Right? Dude, like, by the way, can I ask a question? Yeah. You know how we do, do Kiddush Levana? Yeah. What happens if the moon explodes? For the folks at home, sanctification of the moon. There's a there's a prayer that we have that we say once yeah. a month. Was it once or twice? It's once. Once, once a month. Yeah. When the moon is about a week after Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know when it's like halfway towards becoming full, something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and we don't we're not praying to the moon. We're not we're not you know we're not we're 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 praying to God. Yeah. Uh, about the moon sanctifying the moon yes okay because the moon because of what it represents right yeah. and and a moon the moon is a metric yeah it's one of the metrics that we have to see how is the world doing yeah right and we know we're promised that the moon will return to its original glory when mashiach comes right which was what which was it it our, we have teachings that say that the moon was the same as the sun it created its own light yeah the moon was just as great as the sun but then you know it says that the moon this is a midrashic uh idea the moon complained and therefore was diminished yeah. now i don't like you know if you're five it sounds you know what, what do you learn from that um you learn that you shouldn't complain or you might get diminished. You know, it's a very it's a, it's it's a very moralistic tale, right? Um, but there's a lot of stuff encoded in that teaching, even in the statement itself, right? And there's no way to really relay it um, unless you can like look at the Hebrew or the Aramaic and understand. You know, like every statement that was formed that is midrashic has. A lot of thought went into it. Let's put it that way. It, 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 and a lot of help from God also in constructing it so that it contains all this information. So, and there's different le levels of information. And here's a very important thing about Torah. You know, I've, when I've, I've had conversations with people when, when you tell them there's layers of information in the Torah, right? So a lot of people would say the following. Oh, layers, huh? So what you're saying is that there's like, you know, that's where all the satanic stuff is hidden, right? So, you know, the, the surface stuff isn't uh, isn't enough for you. You have to have secret layered information, right? Yeah. 
So then I would respond. I was like, first of all, I don't have to have anything. I didn't have anything to do with the construction of this document. It was God that, 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 that did that. That's number one. Okay. Number two, um, you are not correct because even though the information is layered and there's more and more layers of depth, meaning the, 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 the further you, the further you go, the deeper it gets, but it never contradicts yeah. the, the, the most surface layer of information. Yeah. They're always in line. So you never, it's never, if, 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 a, if, a, if a verse tells you, you know, like whatever, like, you know, John, you know, or, or, or Frank likes puppies or something like that, right? There's not going to, if you analyze that verse and you try to see the codes in it, there's not going to be anything that says Frank hates puppies. It's always going to be consistent with what yeah. it says in the surface layer, except you understand it better as you go deeper. That's all. That's all that, yeah. I, I thought that was an important side point. Yeah, yeah man. But um, Dude, do you know what Elon Musk wrote? I'm, I'm very sorry. This is like insane. I mean, it's, I'm not surprised anymore. Uh, he wrote the following to be clear, to be clear. I do support vaccines in general, like regular vaccines, and COVID vaccines specifically. The science is unequivocal. In very rare cases, there is an allergic reaction, but this is easily addressed with an EpiPen. You know what I'm going to write to him? Please speak to Frank Zelenko, brother of Dr. Zelenko. Why doesn't he speak to all the vaccine victims or all the people who have who have uh, have lost uh, loved ones immediately about, after? About Mensa, about professors who are were Mensa members. Maybe maybe everything now is an allergic reaction. Well, maybe maybe heart attacks are an allergic now reaction. Can't even form a sentence. After taking mRNA, the mRNA jabs. By the way, I totally knew he was going to pull something like this. I was just, everybody was like, oh, Elon, he's so wonderful, Elon. But I, I, I knew that he was setting everybody up for something like this. He's going to drop these kind of like bombs, these massive betrayals. Yeah. Um, a lot. He's going to do that a lot. You know, and I always figure that, you know, like the accounts that we support on Twitter, their time is always, you know, their days are numbered, of course. Right. And, uh, you know, so you kind of just make use of it while you can. Right. To 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 share information. But I'm not shocked that he betrayed the whole world just now. Yeah, yeah I just wrote, please speak to Frank Zelenko, brother of. Dr. Zelenkozev, about patients who are professors slash PhDs who were Mensa members and now can't even form a sentence after taking these mRNA jabs. By the way, I saw, I've seen, I, I've been wanting to say this on air, but I've seen data, right? Yeah. That shows that uh, sudden infant death syndrome, God forbid, right? Uh, seems to be always after the vaccines are given. We're not talking about COVID. We're talking about regular vaccines. Yeah. Always about uh, within three weeks, within that three week period after 
the regular vector, vector. You mean the regular vector vaccines, like the ones for school? Those vaccines. Whatever vaccines are given to whatever it know, is, yeah. to to the public. Yeah. Uh, I said right, not that I'm, I'm talking about the, yeah. what we call the traditional vaccines, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it would seem that most of most of you know it, it's very odd. What what a coincidence, right? Yeah. How come it's never a couple of days before the vaccinations? It's always within three weeks after, like the vast majority of them. Dude, you don't want to. It's it's just again. I go back to. Uh... I guess that's a Malik's job to instill doubt because you know you have we can see it coming down the pike already. I I literally can I can already envision probably this summer everything kind of people just realizing what what happened. People who didn't you know who were either in denial or just like kind of you know again what you call normies people who just kind of like ignoring everything, avoiding everything, pretending it's not happening. People who just kind of wake up from from their stupor. And um, I don't even know what that's going to look like. I would I would think it's going to be pretty dramatic, right? Uh, well, it's going to take Mashiach to do that, so that's what's going to no, be. Uh, no, so that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I I'm like imagining. Okay, so like they're they're no, they're going to realize even before Mashiach comes, they're going to realize what happened. The problem is, is that even if even when they realize what happened, a lot of these people. Some of them will be just afraid to like take any any you know action matters in their own hands. A lot of people will take matters into their own hands. It's going to be fairly chaotic. There's not going to be there's still not going to be any law enforcement whatsoever. Like I, I don't think I'll be presently pleasant. No, there's going to be law enforcement. Basically, yeah. there's going to be the, the the cops are going to be bodyguards for the people yeah. that you know they're not going to. Yeah, no, there's going to be like, like fall, at best there's going to be like fall guys, you know, there's going to be fall guys, whatever it is, you, you already see the guy from Germany, he's pointing fingers at, you know, I didn't sign the contracts, the government did, whatever, who the hell the government is, he's the minister of health, the government, <laughs> yeah. the black hand of the government signed the contract, you're the minister of health, bro, you, you're one of the people that signed, that is, whose job it is, you know, I love, like, I'm watching today, you know, the head of the Fed, Janet Yellen, right, and they're asking her a question, like, dude, these people, the the head of the Fed, a person like that, the person who has that job, should know all of the machinations of every single other government agency with whom the Fed interacts on a daily basis, depending on what needed to be done. Meaning, right now there's a situation with banks, so they're asking her about certain things that happen uh, you know, the FDIC that insures all the banks, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, whatever, clearance corporations. And they the guy, the senator asked her, you know, uh, you know, secretary, whatever, like uh, Chairman Yellen, like, can you tell me about this, this, and this? She's like, you know, I would have to defer to the, 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 the people who run the FDIC. And I'm just thinking, if that's the case, you're not supposed to be at your job. Of course, it's kind of, it's, I mean, kind of, it's kind of like Burla. Either he's he's saying what he's saying on purpose, you know, when he said people are going to have cancer instead of saying pe the people are at risk of cancer, or he can't speak English properly because he's from Greece. In which case, he shouldn't be the CEO of Pfizer. Yeah, but if you're telling but, me he should be the CEO of Pfizer, then 
why the fuck is he saying people are going to have cancer? I'm saying for emphasis, excuse me. People are going to have cancer. You know, so exactly. You see, it, it went into your soul. It went into your soul. So the point is, it just seems to me that everybody's like all these geniuses, all these experts who claim to be experts, who claim to be, you know, trust this guy, who claim to be, oh, are you an economist? This person's an economist. When they're when they're grilled, when they're under the gun with media, with senators, you know, I would have to defer to um, my colleagues in Department X. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but people don't hold any... Look, people don't know about standards anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like anybody like goes to a restaurant, right? Yeah. You can't expect any kind, any level of service or else, you know, you'll get into a fight. You'll have a... Well, well Maima, you know, try going with her to a restaurant. <laughs> right. So you can't, like, there's no such thing as service anymore. And there's no such yeah. thing as having expectations that people... Uh, know how to do their job or take any pride in their job. So that's number one. So yeah. that's why the public uh, doesn't have those thoughts and doesn't hold uh, people accountable. But what, what Janet Yellen does and people like Borla and stuff like that, when they say, look, they're playing monkey in the middle. You're the monkey. Yeah. You know, they're just like, you know, yeah. oh, you want the answer? Here, you know, yeah. talk it's to like, those it's guys. like when a kid comes to his mom and he's like, Mom, can I have this? Oh, talk to your father. And he goes to the father, talk to your mother. That's it. That's all it is. Okay. Nobody to talk to. There's no one to talk to. Uh, no one is accountable. No one cares. No one's worried about your business because they got your money already. You're a captive audience. Yeah. Not a captive audience. Hold, You're a captive. Hold, hold on a second, man. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Sovietism. It's happening, folks. All right, back. Sorry. All right. And yeah. So no one cares. So no one cares about your your input or your or your um yeah. your what's that Yelp? Nobody cares about your your. Some people care about your Yelp. Some people actually who are so vulnerable to any yeah. Yelp response, yeah. you know. Uh, but but when it comes to people, you know that that you call experts, that you, you know, they don't care about your input or they're not their job isn't. They were appointed by yeah. the Gnostic fruitcake cult hierarchy yeah. of people who who they, they. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you just accept it. Yeah. Um, that's that's why you know I'm surprised that you even still complain about this kind of stuff. No, I don't complain about it. It's just I, I want to point out for the folks at home that dafka this is these people are 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 meaning either they do know everything and they're just deferring to someone else because of course they know everything they know obviously yeah um yeah so you know i didn't sign the contract i didn't do this i didn't do that i'm not in charge of twitter this person is you know this this person is that speak to them but it, by the way it's part of what we spoke about in the beginning about this hellscape they created so many departments. Why? Because they need whom to blame for this moving part that didn't work. It's not my fault. I'm the head of the whole damn thing, the whole umbrella. But the moving part didn't work. It's the fault of the guy who was in the engine room on the ship. He didn't throw the, enough coal in there. He didn't throw, you know, he didn't print Dr. enough cash. 
I just wanted to I just wanted to say that most civil servants, people who call themselves civil servants, right? Yeah. Do you ever realize that the founding fathers of this country would despise you? Of course. With every fiber of their being. Just they like they despised you. Hamilton, who created the bank. Guts. They they would hate your guts from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. Okay. Um, because of because of the mockery that you that you're making of the civilization that they that they created, you are in bad shape. If if they ever come back, if they ever come back, man, I don't want to be you. I don't want to be you. You know, okay? it, remind, it reminds me of what you just said. Uh, you know, when um, uh, Billy Crystal is making fun of the uh, jihadists. And then they get up to, uh, he's saying that, like, imagine you get not 72 virgins, but 72 Virginians, and then they get up to heaven. And then you have, like, uh, all the founding fathers. How dare you defile that, that which, you know, <coughs> that what we made sacred. And then they start wailing on his leg. I can imagine them coming back and being or, like, how dare you all defile that which we made, made sacred. <laughs> I saw this skit somewhere. I don't think I'd be able to find it, but... 72 Virginians, you. You know that, you know that, uh, that cartoon, uh, Bob's Burgers? I guess. Or, 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 or whatever. Or, or um, it's the guy who does the voice. Uh, or... Um, one of my archer archer the cartoon archer archer archie you mean no archer oh it's like about a secret agent archer you know whatever the guy the guy who uh who does the voice of those characters he was in this one skit where he's dressed like ben franklin yeah and uh and him and his buddies you know like thomas jefferson and 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 you know uh james madison right and these are the real guys right in in the skit right and so they go to like a restaurant right and uh, one of them says something like it's uh, Ben Franklin, right? He says something to the waitress, but it is like he's like flirting with the waitress, like but in the old style, right? But the restaurant is in modern times, right? So some guy gets up and says, you know, leave her alone, man. You know, it's, <laughs> they have to deal with creeps like you all day, right? So so he gets all up in his face. He's like, what, what? And they have to like hold him back. They have to hold back Ben Franklin and like, you're like, oh, you can't go anywhere with this guy. It's no, such yeah. a great skit, but I, I did it no justice. But let me play. Yeah. I want to play. I want to let people know about what what Chris Woods sounds like to us. Not looks, okay? <laughs> sounds like, you know, the kind of things that he says, okay? Yeah. So hold on. Uh, I'm not trying to say that he looks like Rick Moranis with a, a weird thing on his head, but. No, we've played this before, but, you know. I know, but, yeah. Okay, so here we go. All right. Okay, ready, everyone? Here we go. Come on. Here we go. Picking up. You know, this is when uh when technology fails you. What happened? My mic fell over and you coughed. Wonderful. Try it again. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait. Wait, wait. Dropping off a picking up. Dropping off. Just a moment. <laughs> the paddy wagon. Ghostbuster. Yeah, 
We picked up this guy. Now we don't know what to do with him. Bellevue doesn't want him, and I'm afraid to put him in the lockup. And I know you guys are into this stuff, so I figured we'd check with you. All right. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> you better bring him inside. You are so kind to take care of that man. You know, you are a real humanitarian. I don't think he's human. Uh, uh. <laughs> Hilarious. What a brilliant uh, actor. What did you say your name was? Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. According to this, his name is Lewis Tully. Lives on Central Park West. That's actually where he lives in real life. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? <laughs> yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs> you said before you were waiting for a sign. Here it comes. What sign are you waiting for? Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large moving tour. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. Many shubs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. That's Chris Woods, man. So that's not the way he looks. That's yeah. not the way he comes off. He doesn't wear crazy things on his head <laughs> that I know of, okay? But he says often stuff like that it's quite possible a lot of it is you know is true um so and there's there's an <laughs> there's this other there's a similar kind of like idea where there's this movie with weird al yankovic called uh uhf yeah right yes 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 and you know it's about this guy who who takes over like a public broadcasting like station or something like yeah. that yeah. and he does all this crazy programming and the the engineer that that helps him manage the the station right is like this they portray him as like this like a mad scientist right and yeah. then at the end of the movie you know when when everything works out you can see that the guy turns into an alien and flies away <laughs> like this. It's like... Really funny. so we have one of those guys on the uh truth fanatics okay yes chris we're we're having fun i hope you're not yeah. i hope you're still our friend okay oh he's gonna invent other terminologies to throw at us as a result of this yeah for sure yeah but um yeah um, so, bas so basically so how do uh, we so how do we uh, like circumvent this 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 gehenna on earth that we just described the uh there is no way right we're trying to to by the way this <coughs> show this show right now yeah. is kind of an example of that right yeah it's an attempt at doing that because we're not like we're not going to accept some like somebody you know there might be in the future if if for some reason somebody yeah. thinks that we have like a voice or a potential right yeah they'll say look i'll um uh, you know i'll finance you guys and you guys you know and but, th but then we're, we're slaves yeah right so we're not going to do that um, what we're not gonna we're not gonna accept any kind of investment of course we will no but with no absolutely zero uh preconditions like, preconditions like we're not gonna you know look, look, look i'll give you a hundred million dollars absolutely nothing changes nothing changes no, no not absolutely because that that nullifies immediately the whole point of this yeah. right yeah so if somebody says dude i like what you're doing here's a lot of money and I'm out of your and I'm out of your hair. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just like I just I like it so much. I completely, I completely silent STFU partner. Yeah. And also, I'm I don't even like you're not 
I'm not going to ask to come on or anything. You yeah, know if this person writes on a piece of paper, I will STF you forever. Here's X amount of money. Yes, thank you very much. STF, I'm trying to... Like, work. shut the blank. I will shut the oh. blank up forever. Yeah. <laughs> Here's money. Go play in a sandbox. Yeah, no, if, if, so, if people out there are like, listen, wow, I really, I like programming where people tell you actually what's on their mind and it's kind of interesting. I find an interest in what they're talking about in the subject matter. And I know that they're actually telling me what they think. Um, they're not claiming to know the exact truth of it, but you know, they like discussing it. So therefore uh, I want to support this kind of thing. I don't think there's anything <coughs> like that at all anywhere in the world. Yeah. So, so if you, if, so this would, this, what we're doing would have to be entirely supported by people who like us yep. and they want to keep it going. That's the whole, that's the whole idea of being a producer, right? So you're trying to create a service. You're offering a service that people just likes and that's why they go and buy it. Yeah. No one's forcing you. There's no law passed that says that you have to support us, right? Or taxpayer money comes to us or, or, or whatever. No, it's just purely if you like us, then you can, then you can, you know, and if you want to see us like, like at least you know alive then you can you know you can feel free to, to to you know to support us you know any way you can financially we're talking about financially you can buy us coffee you can whatever you know as yeah. much as you want you know no preconditions um, way, uh, that's, that's the way we do it that's the way we're trying to do it that's the yeah. answer to your question yeah yeah for sure for sure we're, we're trying to be the example our friend Fay, you know, that's, Duvalo that's real asks, capitalism. That's real capitalism, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. She asks, why would some of the people be afraid to think, take things, take matters into their own hands? And I, I, I responded because they're demoralized and don't want to be arrested. Oh, <coughs> very good. We we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Remember? So so can I can I add what I said? Yeah, please. So, so basically, um, what would happen if somebody you know some you know person went and said you know what i'm not going to let borla get away with this and he go and he goes and make sure he doesn't get away with it if you know what i mean i don't want to get in trouble yeah. you know what I'm saying, right yeah. so what's going to happen to that guy he's going to be not only i mean you know a person like that would assume that he's getting uh arrested or it's probably going to be shot you know or or you know yeah something bodily, bodily harm will occur in the process of, of what he's trying to do so it would be like you know, some kind of suicide uh, act, or yeah. I mean, not trying to kill themselves, but understanding its likelihood, yeah. the likelihood of of of, uh, of 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 trying to do something like that. So why so why don't we have? I mean, you know, we we we've heard stories like that. We've heard of people sacrificing themselves, you know, uh, for their loved ones and for their country, and you know, to to stop evil from occurring. So what's the difference? Why is our generation different? Why? Because <coughs> most people are good. So the people in our generation, <coughs> well, the people in previous generations were venerated. Yeah. Okay. And they had moral support yeah. <laughs> from, from the, right. And the, but the people nowadays, they would be immediately bashed. So here's my question. By everyone around them. Yeah. And on the news, especially the right wing news and so on and so forth. So here's my question. What if it's like a majority of, of a critical mass of people that realize that some there's a problem 
before that even happens that people start kind of like you you just hear like people complaining all over you know on the news people are like you know they report oh people are regular citizens are complaining about this and all this it becomes public you know before any of that happens before any of these uh violence all right so so now that it's public you kind of have this kind of critical mass of support meaning if something like this were to happen it's not necessarily that people wouldn't support this person meaning citizens would well we have good examples of, of uh, we, had, we had like these litmus tests to see what would happen to people like this yeah well look at the look at january 6th even though yeah. that's not a description yeah. of of what of what really happened right yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in the very beginning, you you know, everybody was told, oh, we have these people who stormed the Capitol and, you yeah. know, you know, look what happened to them. Even before they, it came out that none of that was true. But yeah. Yeah. while people were thinking that we had a group of people who were not going to, they stormed the Capitol and they weren't going to accept the coup, <coughs> you know, the stolen election, right? <coughs> right. Mm -hmm. So look what, look what happened to them. Look what our side did to them. Mm -hmm. Our side. Look what their side did to them. Why would anybody sacrifice themselves for you? Explain that to me. Yeah. With friends like you, who needs enemies? Yeah. Okay. It has something to do with us, folks, as private citizens. Yeah. We're not purely victims here. We have something to do with our own situation. Okay. Because a lot of us at different times act like disgraces when it comes to being an American. Okay. Everybody's just scared you know you just act scared and you're you know a yeah, sheep yeah. i'm speaking to myself too it's not like i'm you know i'm not freaking rising above everybody i'm just but i know like you got we got to be honest i mean we don't have heroes because nobody wants to be our hero dude you know what the most incredible thing i think i sent you a video of this i was just recently in a in a town in judea and that town has a shepherd He's like the town shepherd. And they took us to his, um, you mentioned sheep, <clears throat> to his, you know, the, the farm where he keeps all the sheep. I think I showed this to you. And he's got like four dogs, four or five dogs. And interestingly enough, the the bigger dogs are like the, quote unquote, they're very cute, but they're very useless. And he's got this one dog that's kind of smaller and more kind of nimble, athletic, short haired. I guess it's also a shepherd dog, but it's a short-haired, I think maybe Australian. Dude, so he's get, he's got these bunch of sheep and and you know, he ha he devised the way where he basically says a word. The sheep get together in a pack. The dog uh you know, crouches in a position, waits. I could show the video. I have the video on my phone. I didn't post it anywhere. Waits for the command. The dog waits for the command. And then as soon as the dog runs in a particular direction, the sheep, this herd of sheep, follow this tiny, tiny dog. And they are clamoring over each other. Some of these sheep, you can see one of the sheep just is like, literally looks like it's like mounting some one of the sheep. You know, it's like, it's trying to jump over the sheep. Yeah, like yeah. The Michael Jordan of the sheep. Trying to jump over this herd of sheep. They all run, you know, whatever it is, 100 meters out of the barn into kind of like this open area and then he tells them and then and then the, my friend tells him to stop he goes kadima and then he goes you know whatever uh that's or whatever it's called whatever the thing you, get, you know the command 
And then the dog turns around, waits for the command, you know, gets into the crouching position, waits for the command again. And then he like, my friend like whistles something, says something again. And then herds them right, all of them back as a this tightly, tightly packed herd into the into the barn. And these sheep don't even blink. It's as if they're if it's as if they're drawn by something collectively to wherever it is that they're supposed to go, literally clamoring over each other. Some of them are as they're trying to get there. Dude, I watch this and I'm just like. If anybody, I literally wanted to post like on my wall, if anybody has any questions about how everybody followed a couple of people in the media and ran to something completely effing blindly, here's your freaking answer. Watch this. Yeah, you know. Dude, I was, I almost fell. I almost plotted watching this. I could show folks at home. I have it on my phone. Stunning. If God is in your shepherd, then anything else will be. Yeah. Which I means was, I was a good which, <laughs> which which means if you forfeited your own uh, intuition yeah. and you've outsourced your own thinking process, well, guess what? God is not your shepherd anymore. Guess you, what? You're you uh... fired. You fired him. Dude, you should have oh. seen how yeah. some of them were just literally jumping over each other i've never i've never seen a sheep you know like a, a group of sheep where it's so tightly packed and then one of them or two of them actually like squirms from out of the tightly packed kind of phalanx to literally try to jump vault hurdle over all the other sheep i was like oh my god you know by the way very oh. interesting yesterday we were talking about Shadim. Yeah. Right? Uh those that were, you know, with us yesterday. Um, they, they basically they're there are these beings for those who weren't here yesterday. I'm sorry. There are these beings that, <coughs> that share the world, they inhabit the world with us. Okay. It's probably responsible for most of the UFO mm -hmm. sightings and all the weird stuff that people, you know. And um these are beings that they 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 need to eat to live, except their food is incomprehensible to, to us because they live in dimensions that are not accessible to us, okay? And, and some sub-categories sub or species of the general, this fauna that exists, on, this unseen fauna, right? Yeah. That exists on, uh, on our planet. Some of them are evil. And some of them uh, corral us like, like, like herd animals. And, you know, you're probably picturing yeah. people, you know, getting slaughtered and butchered, <laughs> you know, with their bodies and stuff. No, 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 no. That's not their food. Yeah. That's not what they eat. Yeah. They eat our, uh, the energy that is emitted by emotions. Yeah. It's a real thing. It affects the affects the, the the world. It affects, um, you know, physical unseen dimensions. Okay, yeah. and uh, so they need to facilitate an emotional reaction. You know who the, you know who's good at doing that? By the way, uh, Norm Macdonald is explaining comics. 
Yeah. He's like, because somebody said comedy is an art. He said, it's not an art. It's a craft. Because <laughs> something that, that you got to know, you have, a, you have to have a skill to mm -hmm. produce a product, right? Like a comedian knows how to produce a laugh or, you know, he knows how to facilitate a reaction from yeah. people, right? Mm -hmm. so, so entertainers on some level have this ability too, where they need to produce an emotional reaction yeah. and the result is what they're looking for and that's how they get paid, okay? So it's yeah. not, I'm not trying to say comics or demons or whatever, but yeah. some are, but, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but basically, assistance, assistance. So basically, <laughs> uh, why am I saying this? Because uh, the sheep, Yeah. think about it. You're somebody, a sheep herder, right? Yeah. He, he herds sheep, right? Keeps them in a certain way. He affects them emotionally, right? And he allays their fears right uh keeps them fed or takes care of them or whatever basically safe right and then he shares their their wool right they produce wool and that wool is what is is why he's he's taking care of these sheep in the first place right it's the, it's the product that they that they produce they, they have no idea do you think the sheep have any idea what you're doing with the wool no so yes, yes. And, and just like we have no idea what can some kind of unseen, <laughs> you know, creature living in some unseen dimension do with our emotional energy. It's the same thing, same exact thing. It's the same idea. Okay. So if you realize that that is happening, right, you got to know what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, then, then a lot of things start falling into place about why there is an industry which produces a product called anxiety terror yeah. fear depression right loneliness because the this this is a kind of wool that you grow that is harvested and feeds a type of being that exists among us i thought that was a just an opportunity because it kind of just hit me yeah. I had a couple of things like I wanted can to. You, can you? I sent you a clip. Speaking of, you mentioned comedians just now and UFOs. Can can you play this really short clip from Jim Brewer that I just sent you? Yeah. On the Facebook message, it's actually a Facebook clip. It's actually okay. quite funny. So let me see if I can. Yeah, second. Aliens. Can't hear the damn thing. Can't hear a thing. was <laughs> 15 years ago, we would think it's independent. We're talking about 
I don't get that. La- I don't. I don't get what he means by that last. Like, step. like uh, P- you know, the Chinese spy balloon that we had. You know, uh, people are more yeah. uh, paying more attention to that than the UFOs. You know, there was more. There was more media frenzy about that. I'm China. actually surprised because I always I assumed that everybody was going to assume that even what you know what claimed to be the UFOs are just more Chinese spy balloons. You know, I didn't think that people actually would believe that actual UFOs. Are, were, I'm, no, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that people yeah, are of that mindset. No, people believe that it's UFOs, but for some reason, like he's right. Why do you think it is that, that like people are just not like, dude? If this was like Mamish fifteen years ago, people would be like, "Oh my god, UFOs." You know, you know what it is. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's like the, it's like the hot chick, and I, this is I've never had this personal experience. So. You know, <laughs> Don't analyze me, but I've seen you've seen this in movies, and I've 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 seen this brutality happen to some of my friends, right? Where a really beautiful girl uh, keeps stringing a guy along, you know. I've had that happen to me. So 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 basically, it's sort of like you know she keeps promising to whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know you're gonna hang out. That's that's the key operative word. We're gonna learn early on we're to we're gonna hang out. <laughs> yeah yeah. I learned early on to finally just. Uh, when she does that to basically just ignore her right, go on continue sorry no no that's that's good advice yeah. <laughs> that's very good so i i like that yeah. public service announcement okay so so basically um yeah. you know at a certain point you know you're like listen fool me once right but fool me yeah in the words of george w bush <laughs> can't get fooled again <laughs> yeah you know, so, so so people, it's not even about being fooled, and I shouldn't have used that fooled. It's about like, boy, okay, boy, boy. I know it exists. I know the hot girl is out there, right? I know she's out there, but I'm not gonna partake. That's not. That's not. That's not going to be available. Should, no, it's like it's I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm set up with the hot girls out there. Out there now, she has to show us her. You know what's by in this case, you know what's means encounter. No, no, right. That you know, I don't. I'm not even saying that. I was just like, look. You know, just just to devulgarize this, right? There's a you're a gentleman, and there's there's a young lady that you enjoy spending time <laughs> looking forward to, and you and you you feel you like her very very much, right? Yeah. It's not just about sex, and you hope to and you hope to spend time with her. You like the conversation, you like to look at her because she's beautiful. There's other things to enjoy. You enjoy time with her, okay? And you and you fantasize about you know about spending time with her, and then it seems like. It's gonna, you know, you're talking to her, and then you might go out or something like that, and then, and then something happens, right? And then that seems to happen like a lot, right? And nothing ever seems to happen. So yes, at yes. some point, a person's like, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm fed up. Like, I can't anymore. Sure. I, I can't do this anymore, and I don't even want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. Because okay, fine, I know it's out there. I've seen her, but it doesn't seem like it's yes. shy to me. It doesn't yes. seem like it's gonna, yes. it's gonna be part of my reality. Yeah. That's why people are like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Robert Kessin even had that reaction. He's like, he, he he literally said, he's like, okay, so so what? I had friends tell me, how does this affect my life? Yeah. I'm like, well, uh, if if it goes to the kind of um if these things reveal themselves more, let's put it that way. If it goes to the to the to the kind of end of it, to the to the to the 
I want to say in Russian, если это все пойдет до конца, then it will really affect your life. You know what I'm saying? If it goes to the, like, if, if we have completion with it, if we have uh, what's called shlemut in Hebrew, then it will affect people's lives. <laughs> right now we don't have shlemut. Right now we don't have, we don't have the complete picture. We don't have the complete any, anything. Nothing happened yet. We saw some sightings, we saw some craft, we saw some this, the guy came out, another guy came out, they're talking, they're talking, the yakety yak, don't talk back, you know, investigation, you know, <coughs> show. we had a, a hearings just for show, and then we're going to have closed sessions, and then we're going to have this, and then maybe we'll have that, then we'll have a history channel thing, then we'll have ancient aliens with a guy with a big hair, nobody believes him, and then we have this, and we have that, and nobody cares. It's, 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 it's an entire industry of, which caters to to demons that like disappointment porn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're like, oh, look how disappointed and then, they are. And then we have, and then, yeah, exactly. So, you know yeah, and, then we have, and then we have Chris Bledsoe where where you drive to the guy's house and then he's like... We didn't drive to his house. What are you talking about? We Whatever, you drive to where we he lives. First of all, I have no, we have no idea where he lives. We didn't even ask, okay? Yeah. And One then, of the reasons why we went there into the area is yeah. because we didn't think it would be nice to ask a person and where then, they live. Can we come over? We're when I mean his crazy. house, I mean I mean like the, the area. And then and then you ask him and then he's yeah. like, you can see the man where you are. Right. He's you like, you can see them. Because you don't have to come here. They, you have to come. They I, I thought he had to show themselves to you, right? Yeah, like, please. And he's 100% right. You, know? you don't so, have to go to my basement. You can see them. Right. The one, you know, one of the, re by the way, just as a side note, one of the reasons why I thought that's perhaps not true, I thought that there was something about the area because yeah. there's other stuff that went on that's important on a world scale. That's where COVID was released. Yes. That's exactly the same area. North Carolina. It's within an hour oh, yeah, of the driving of where, of where it happened, right? So, Dude, we drove through a Nazi area. We drove through uh, Jekyll Island. We, you know, the Fed, this whole talk of the Fed now. We drove through where, you know, and also the CIA, we drove hey, through that. let's make an island where super ominous things are happening. But <laughs> hey, let's uh, maybe not be so, conspi you know, cons yeah. conspicuous. I know. Let's call it Jekyll Island. Yeah, Jekyll Island, like Jekyll and Hyde. Dude, what a beautiful place, though, man. And, and, and it's, there's no, it's, it's a and there's no Jews there, to, by the way. The tragic name to give to such a beautiful, yeah. like, geographic location. They have these, like... Birch, birch trees. I want to say videos like birch, birch. I think, yeah, I think that I think the hanging, hanging Spanish moss. moss. Yeah, Spanish moss. Gorgeous. Go I, I highly recommend just people going there and like the beach is gorgeous. I feel like I was in an Amber Crombie commercial, or like the uh, you know the video with uh, Chris Isaac. Yeah. All yeah. the silly games you play <laughs> make me feel this way. <laughs> And then the rain was like, I was like, wow, okay, okay, we got to go now because this is getting a little, uh, what a wicked thing to do. I was like, I was like, Frank, this experience. So that guy knows exactly what, what, uh, disappointment porn feels like. That's the whole song. <laughs> yeah. The whole song is about that. Yeah. Him and, uh, Helena and, uh, Christensen, yeah, the most beautiful woman on earth, decided yeah. <laughs> that she wasn't going to show up. So, you know, so now he, he inspired a song, yeah. a sad one. But then she decided to show up for the, for the video because they, the yeah. they paid her you know that's yeah. why yeah oh my god well, dude. that's yeah. not the real story of the video folks they just i had i yeah. recommend going to uh jekyll island uh 
Do they even uh, have a Chabad? It's a high note, pretty good. Say what? They don't have a Chabad over there. They don't. There's no Jews in Jekyll Island. I don't think. I don't think there's. That's you know you can go there and you can kind of like you can kind of feel where there may not be a single Jew within, you know, and you know that's that's probably most places on Earth where there's only a couple of million of us and the world is big and there's billions of people and Dude, didn't you know, we places, look, but it feels like a place where yeah, I think we even looked for a shul there. Ah, see, it you says know, you know what's odd. You know what's odd. You know why it felt odd. No, like you wouldn't expect to see Jews like in the middle of Pakistan or something like that if you were there, right? Um, but it felt odd there because you know if you're on a 95, if you're on if you're on the high, highway 95, that's like where most of the Jews in the world live, like at least half of them, right? On that, you know, on that highway on 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 the east coast. So yeah. you know, there's, there's a Jewish presence there. Yeah. So the east coast of the United States, there's a lot of Jews. Okay, just yeah. how it is. So it felt you can feel the vacuum. I don't think there are Jews on Jekyll Island. No, no, no. But uh, no, dude, we definitely felt energy when we went to this uh, North Carolina in the place. Yeah. <clears throat> Just the folks at home, we got out, we, 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 we get there to the spot. It's like by a river, down by the river. <laughs> and there's nobody there, but there's like, it's very well lit. It's like a parking lot next to it. We're in a van down by the river. <laughs> exactly. And we're on, you know, your brother's car, a flipping uh, Nazi SUV. Yeah, we felt safe in that car, you know, we're like, yeah. you know, <laughs> we see like other Nazis, we're like, yeah, see, we're, you know. Dude, the only reason I felt safe in. in that car is because you had your AR-15. Thank you for letting and me. I, and I think that was the last state that we could go as north as we could go where, apart from maybe what, West yeah. Virginia, where you're allowed to have that in your car, right? Something like well, that. Well, listen, I mean, there was other things in, in the car uh, that I didn't divulge, you know, but yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, we were, is we, we were well armed. We were, yeah. we were, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was funny, and then we got out, and then and then you were like, and then Frank was like, "Well, listen, before we even try to like see anything, you know, we should. This is a holy, this is spirituality, right? So we have to daven Mara. So we daven Mara evening prayer. And I mentioned that, and you also felt a little bit that like we felt very powerful, powerful energy there. Yeah, yeah, annoying." Powerful energy, annoyingly powerful energy, but we didn't see. No, no, it, no, it wasn't annoyingly powerful. It was very powerful and and annoying because you know I, I I don't like energy that you feel. I'd like to really, you know, I like more. I I'd like it to come manifest more in reality. But whatever. Really, you don't like it. Really, I like. I feel, I feel like that. That is reality for me. I mean, the, the stuff when you feel that. You can't catch energy on camera, okay? <laughs> obviously not. Catch, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. Obviously talking not. About. But you know, if you say it, obviously you're not lying. You feel something, right? So uh we did that. Oh, and then and then like a Saturn pulled up, like a four-door Saturn. And <laughs> and they didn't even come out of the car, they just kind of like pulled up. And I guess whoever was in the car looked at who who the hell this is. You know, uh, uh a New York MD plate <laughs> license yeah. plate <laughs> with a Mercedes SUV. We get I'm like, I'm like, dude, we I think we better get in. And they were like, they saw us get in, and they were just like, okay, so like, the reason know. why the reason no no they they pulled they pulled out before we decided to to pack up and drive away. We saw yes. like they came, they looked at us, and then yeah. they went out. The yeah. problem, the reason we decided to get out of there is because it's one little kind of dirt. One thing, and they, we don't want to get in there. Yeah. yeah, we we didn't want to get blocked in by some. We didn't want to. We didn't want to have a deliverance situation. I didn't want to have. I didn't want to have to honestly shoot my way out of. Yeah. 
of, of that situation, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. And then when Meshit's, you know, Bledsoe would be like, it'd be like, you could shoot yourself out of anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be on, where the, I on, am. The, on the Cape Fear River. <laughs> yeah, it's called Cape Fear River. Cape Fear. <laughs> You know what it felt like? Oh if it, those that are familiar with uh, Star Wars, if you guys remember in, in Return of the Jedi when, uh, oh yeah, when Luke got to Dagobah, yeah. you know, to find uh, Yoda, swamp, like, swamp, yeah, yeah, the sound, the sound, yeah. and like yeah. just the energy yeah, is very, very similar. You know, crickets and stuff. Yeah, it was so loud, man. It was so weird. I can imagine blood. So he's like Yoda. He's like. Find them, you can anywhere you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't have to come here. <laughs> Look, I always realized that there was a chance that he's right, but because of the coincidence with the with the with the evil released on the entire Earth yeah. from that same area, I thought, yeah, eh, maybe it's the area, not yeah. necessarily what he's saying. Okay, yeah. so that you know, it, it was a. I think it was a fair, a, a fair hypothesis. Okay, that's why. That's why I actually, you know, I don't like to do things. I actually decided to go and, you know, go somewhere because I felt that was, a, that was yeah. one of the dopest. I've I've had, uh, you know, like I've done like cross country trips from like San Diego to Jersey. Yeah, I did one from like Texas to Jersey. <laughs> but uh, this was this was pretty cool. We we stopped in like Jacksonville, and then we uh that was a fun time we had ordering kosher food in jacksonville that was, god yeah oh can i tell this story yes yeah, please <laughs> okay so you know we we tried to like call ahead to this kosher restaurant in jacksonville. Like monty python skit you know yeah and and it was like uh burger it was almost like they were messing with us yeah we, we, we were giving them the simplest orders and yeah. there was like a for some reason you could tell there's this a, cute black girl who just started working there yeah so and 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 I had and it, I was and I was talking to this to this black girl, gorgeous and, by the way, right? Turned out to be. Well, well, that's thank you for ruining the story. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Of, you, Aki, Aki, Aki. Okay, so so basically, uh, she was very very obnoxious, right? And and like when I was talking to her, I had I was picturing like, like <clears throat> one of the aides from yeah. my from my from my elementary school, yeah. or like one of the lunch ladies, or one of my teachers. Or like that meter maid that I got into a fight with, yeah. or that or that kind of like Jamaican lady that I got into a fight with online at IKEA, you know, yeah. Yeah. made a that was crazy. I feel bad for her husband because her husband was like, and you know, he was like, oh, I can't believe she's doing it. The shama was being sucked out of his body. Yeah, yeah, but I I was, I don't know, I was having a bad day. I just wouldn't budge. I'd be like, no, no, this is not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, imagine getting into a fight with a big Jamaican lady. You know, on principle. You want okay? some parties. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was crazy. Jerk chicken. So, right. You, know I mean? <laughs> you want so the jerk. My I wife was there too. She's like, you know, her her husband <coughs> and my wife were like in the same boat. Anyway, so so basically <laughs> I, I was I was reliving all this, right? That's what I was picturing. And then I get there and she's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. stunningly beautiful. Like, like Jennifer Hudson or something like, like that. Jennifer Hudson, Shauna. This, 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 this. I was like, first of all, I was, I was like, you know, why is she working here? Like, she doesn't need to be. You know, like, what? She was gorgeous. Anyway, that's the whole story. It's just funny. Yeah. You know? 
The people that you speak to no, on but the phone don't, always, the look, phone, don't they, always look like what you imagine. No, but they gave the lady, uh, she gave her boss, who's an Israeli lady, and she kept like not understanding the... Oh, yeah, I mean, just both, like, of them, both of them, they couldn't take an order. They, they couldn't just take like, it. tomatoes? Yeah. It's like, it's like you know the, you know the guy when uh, uh, Rob Schneider... After was, seeing the black girl that works there, yeah. I didn't care if she... I, I'd, yeah. I'd be calling and be like, you know, you know, she can't get the order straight. That means I can <laughs> talk to her longer, you know? Yeah. Dude, the lady reminded me of remember, uh, Rob Schneider's character in uh, when he's like the delivery guy and he can't read. He's like, Heep hope, Heep hope, yeah, Heep, Heep hope, yeah, Heep hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want tomatoes and pickles and and, and, and lettuce and uh, fries? Do fries? You're trying to like, you're like pulling the teeth. Um, and then we're just like, dude, it's freaking Jacksonville. Yo, how did, how did, by the way, how did Rob Schreier, uh, Rob Schneider like skate by all the, you know, all the outrage because everything he does is like super, you know, racist. You know, like, you know, oh, I don't know the, the portrayal that he did of the of the Japanese guy, and, I, uh, because and, he's uh, so Chuck good, and, Chuck, Chuck and Larry. Because you never knew. First of all, you never knew. A lot of people didn't know. A lot of people actually thought that uh, always the Rob Schneider was like partially Asian. Dude, ever since SNL, I always thought that he was like half Asian. I never even realized that he's like anything remotely Jewish. There is something there. There is people something. People thought there. he was Asian. People thought he was Filipino. People thought yeah. he was uh, partially black. They thought he was like, Puerto Rican. He has the same. He has the same uh, genetic uh, mixture yes. as, as Phoebe Cates. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he could be like a male Pocahontas, just not as good looking. You know, so it's like yeah. you don't know what he is. So he, can he looks just... like a he looks like a miniature rock. Yeah. Right, so he, he could he could play a brown person and imitate a brown person and get away with just kind of doing that and not be like branded a racist. Even though now they're all calling him racist because he's against the vaccines. Right, if he gets the vaccines, you're a racist. Yeah, yeah. or according to Dr. Peter Hotez, you're an anti-Semite. Oh yeah, right, fantastic. By the way, Lenny Dykstra was uh, he was written for for Israel. Yeah, during you know because it's the world. Uh, oh, baseball. world baseball classic. Yeah. Right. He's like, so everybody, you know, he goes, he goes, Hazaku Baruch or something like that. He said, that's like, awesome. uh, that's awesome. yeah, they're getting pummeled by, they got pummeled by Dominican know, Republic by, by, yeah, yeah. and Puerto Rico and Venezuela. Well, listen, Dominican Republic is where most of the people in Major League Baseball come from. <laughs> right. Like, that's their thing. Every time you interview any player from the Dominican Republic, I know black. To, I know black. I know black. And then they go and then they say, baseball has been very, very good to me. <laughs> Yeah. Who was the comedian that I was watching? They were like describing how you interview. Oh, it was that guy on SNL, this kid. He's he's actually like Cuban. And he's like, every baseball player, you want to play this? Well, actually, we'll get zapped if we play this. He goes, every baseball player that when they switch over, <laughs> he's like, they start having trouble with uh, English at some point, and then they just switch over to like, mira cabrón, na, 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 na. <laughs> just go right into it's like describe the game for us, uh, you know, uh, whatever, Federico. He's like, well, I hit the home run, and then the second time I got up, I get the bait, I get the, I get, I get the walk, and then the third time, I get, I get a single. Um, so tell us, uh, you know, tell us how it was facing this uh, pitcher. Well, uh, mira, <laughs> just goes right into like so litany of things. That was yeah, Don Rickles. Don Rickles' story. Uh, he because he's friends with Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. He went to see the LA Dodgers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, 
you know, he, you play he, for the folks at home. They have, the yeah, 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 yeah. let them, let them explain it. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, actually I have to find yeah, it. You have to find it. Or I can find it for you. Okay. Stuff. What is this? This is Rickles and Lasorda. It's bullshit. Dude, in the stadium, they're showing how like, they're, uh, I was watching the Dominican Israel game and they're showing how all these Dominicans are just doing the, you know, like the, the Jackie Mason imitating the, you know, the dance where he's talking about like the, uh, the workers who work for TSA that they're dancing. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to find the clip. Basically, like they're just like dancing to here. Don Rickles at Dodgers. Oh, here we go. Rose Tommy Lasorda. No, but this is him telling the story. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Can't. I don't remember where I saw that. I found it. I found it. Here. You sent it to me. All right. Here it. You know. This is him on stage roasting. This is the. Here. It's not it. That's not the one. <clears throat> That's not it, huh? No, I think it's from the documentary. There's also him in a Dodgers uniform with these guys. Don right. Rickles That's he's probably, probably telling that story. Insults the Dodgers. Yeah. Here you go. Here, I'm going to send you this one. He's like wearing a uniform and he's hanging out with these, uh, I guess they're whoever they are. The manager. Yeah, I sent it to you. Hey, I know where it is. I just remembered. It's, it's, hold on, hold on. It's actually, I think it's him on Larry King. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Uh, hold on. Don Rickles. Hmm. One second. Larry King. Oh, these guys are all gone. Folks, we apologize. Here you go. Don Rickles roast Larry King uh, at his wedding. It's not a roast. It's on Larry King's oh, no, like podcast yeah. that he had. You know, the show. Hey, uh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, baseball story. Hold on. Makes Larry oh. King. Okay, so hold on. Carson has perfect career. Was it one of the older ones or when he, like in the 80s or this is a recent? No, no, this is recent. This is like a, this is like a, within the last 10 years. Yeah, when he when he's wearing like a green shirt. This is like. Yeah, 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 I found it. I found it. Okay, so hold on. Let me just, I have to kind of like quickly. I know this episode well enough that I can skim through it. Hold on. Excuse me. Custom Inc. We can help you create custom products with a meaning. One second, one second. Real facts are not true. And a risk. Now I got it. And uh, they came and Dr. said, No, I know. I got to. Some of these kids come out today. They, they tried to do it. Dude, it's been five years since he passed away. Oh, yeah. Where did you go? Where? Where's the time flying, man? Hold on. Did I meet? Oh, I'm ready to cry. <laughs> I was in the car going home a lot. One second. This is revolutionary. It attacks only Jews. Yeah. I went in there, and all of a sudden, there was a line around the block. And it was what I do, which was almost two years. You work with them, yeah. Hold on. Dude, if Don Rickles was alive today, he would have lost his mind. With Tony Janelle, remember him? One night we were in. Same with, uh, what's his name? That's exactly what he said. I'm getting closer. I couldn't thank him enough. And from that, well, not. Hey, no power to uh, I know Charlie Steiner, uh, my dear friend, the Dodger radio announcer, yes, is here. Yeah. And you once... Took the Dodger picture out of there. It is there. It is. I found it. Sorry, yeah. sorry for the delay, folks. I, I knew that I could do it though. I wouldn't have put you through this yeah. if I didn't think I could actually retrieve it. Yeah. Okay, I'm very excited. This is Don Rickles' Dodger story. Are we ready? Yeah, here we go. Oh, you know about that? Tell me about that. I don't know, Charlie, that. 
What no, I, wait a minute. I went to a game one night. Well, Tommy and I were pretty tight. So he said, put on the uniform and go out and take that picture out of the game. Was this spring training? or No, it... regular game. That was a, a, a fan of appreciation day or something. I said, I'm not going to. That's <coughs> fine for that. He said, I don't care. Go out there and take them. So I went into a locker room, put on the uniform. And at that time, we looked alike. Now, Tommy has a carrying a little basketball uh, with him. <laughs> Carried what? 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 Yep. He's like he goes back then. Me and Tommy Lasorda, you know, the manager of the Dodgers, because mm-hmm. we 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 looked alike. Now he's a little, uh, uh, you know, like carrying a basketball or something like that. Yeah, All right, that's what he said. Yeah. He gets offended by that. He'll get over it. And had a fungo to himself. Anyway, so uh, fungo to those that don't know, it's like hey, okay, okay, okay. What is this? Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm a guest for no money, and you're telling me to shut up. What are you okay. No, I'm saying. Okay. You heard what he said. He goes, "What is this? Okay, okay. I'm a guest for I'm a guest for no money, and you're telling me to shut up." Yeah. Gee whiz, gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, okay. I never heard that before. <laughs> gee whiz, gee whiz, gee whiz. <clears throat> okay. Thomas is going to take Go And I walk like Tommy was. So basically, Tommy Lasorda said, "Go get that pitcher." I'll go get my pitcher off the mound. You got to take him out of the game. We're going to replace him. And 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 he's like, I don't want to do it. He's like, just go do it. So he made him. So Tommy Lasorda convinced him to put on a Dodger uniform and dress like a manager and go out and get this pitcher out of the game. <laughs> Ready? Hilarious. You can't take me out of that game. What are you? What are you? <laughs> Stop yelling. I want the ball. Tommy told me to give me the ball. It's got to. I don't give nobody the ball except the Tommy tells me, you, you don't like that. He says, you're going to give me the big ball. I'm going to make a stink out here for me. I want the ball now. I'm going to rock you. I don't give a damn who that is. You're nobody on this team. You can't take the ball. <laughs> With that, Harry Winder stepped out of him. Yeah, He's bro. running out to the He rips off the mask. What the hell? And he sees me. What the Can you get me to take the ball? <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Yeah, I mean, so basically... You know, I realized listening to this that you already have to know a lot yeah. about this. Yeah. How these love to hear it because the sound isn't great. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Basically, he was trying to get this uh, pitcher off the mound who's Hispanic, right? Yeah. And like, you can't take me out of Only Tommy can tell, you know, meaning <laughs> nobody on <laughs> the team. You can't take me. Yeah. Goes, you give me the ball. He goes, no, I only take it for Tommy. And you get, and then the, and then the umpire <laughs> comes over there. He's like, what the hell's going on? And as soon as he sees Don Rickles there, he goes like this. Look, he's like, "What the hell?" He goes, "Can you give me two tickets to Dean Martin?" <laughs> <laughs> and he, and this is a true story. I believe him. I believe him. Yeah. I believe. Him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, we're gonna talk about like there's some stuff I want to talk about. One like things that lead to, to one thing lead, leading to the other. Yeah. But um, earlier today we were talking about the kind of people that we know. That yeah. we grew up with who ended up becoming uh cops oh yeah oh my god so listen i'm sure this is not everybody's experience you know and it's probably not most people's experience but it's probably common enough to where it's familiar to enough people okay so the two if <clears> i if i if i think back to where i grew up and who i grew up with right the two one of the two biggest pricks Mm-hmm. Not one of them. Two of the biggest pricks that I grew up with ended up becoming cops. Okay, yeah. um, 
one of them was like four years older than me and he called yeah. my mom a bitch one time when i was nine yeah we we're walking through a park okay and the other one uh he, he was like a lot huger than me and i was nine yeah so i i decided that i wasn't going to win that battle yeah um but um that stayed with me and it still stayed with me you know yeah like that's uh that's different like you know if i were to run into that guy like like nowadays that wouldn't be so easy to to just kind of let that slide you know what i mean yeah because it stayed with me you know it's kind of like goodwill hunting he goes hey remember what he did in kindergarten and they went to get to a fight with the guy because of what he did to him in kindergarten this is more than that okay so uh and then the other guy who this guy was a year older than me but he he like at when i was in seventh grade he outweighed me by a hundred pounds like yeah. he was an extra big boy yeah all right and both of these guys became cops yeah. and he, he was you know he was a bullet all right um so that's from my personal experience i wonder how many people uh can relate to that okay and here's and you know we have this like kind of reverence for cops right like it's kind of it's almost like associated yeah. with being patriotic oh we got to support yeah. the police support the yeah. police support blue or whatever yeah. um maybe in patriotic areas of america yeah okay like Staten um, Island. like where Staten Island is very is a very dude you go to Staten Island. there's trump flags everywhere there's trump placards and okay, but, that's where all the cops live right but to get in but to get into civil service in new york yeah. that's not gonna fly yeah Okay, so if, if there's any Trump supporters on the on the force, then well, you see what happens. We 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 have stories about what happened to them. Yeah, right. They get like fired. They get messed with. They yeah. you know they they get uh, all sorts of things. Okay, yeah. so we know that there's not too many uh, of those people. Okay, but if you go to let's say Middle America, uh, in certain places, you know, you have like the cops are more like sheriffs and you know stuff like that. Then you know it's probably it really probably depends on the area and the kind of people and the politics and the general mindset and the culture probably has a lot to do with what kind of cops you're going to produce. Right. So, um, so, so, so basically, and there's a similarity between how we feel about cops and how we feel about uh, doctors. You know, it's almost like oh, doctors, or police officers, right? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking why, right? You know, if you if you ask people, you know, I'd be like, hey, do you remember? Uh, tell me about your. Give me a general assessment about your overall feelings about your experiences that you've had with police officers, right? Yeah. Does it seem like a lot of people are going to talk about pleasant experiences? Like I'm talking about, like even like, no, you know, not. getting pulled over, you know. You know, for you know, for stupid things like you know, expired registration or things like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just the time wasted. You know, wasting your time. Uh, you know, the tickets. You know, just it's, it's, it's not something you look forward to, right? It's something no. you dread, right? Mm -hmm. Is that and and we're talking about we're not talking about criminals here. We're talking about just like, like regular people. Why should regular people dread the police, right? It's true. I thought heroes were supposed to instill dread in villains, right? Yeah. Who instills dread in, in regular people? people? Who? What do we call those people? 
villain. Villain. Okay. 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 I'm just trying to get people to think straight. All right. So, and 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 I was wondering. So, where did this whole like notion come from? You know, we we can we call them heroes and all this kind of stuff. Now, there are <coughs> there are heroes who are cops, and there are cops who were became who were, did heroic things in the course of action. So, you know, when you when you discuss individuals, yeah, that's true. Th that exists, right? But they're trying to make us think like that's you know, as soon as you're a cop, you're immediately a hero. No, okay, no, all right. So, so basically, I was thinking, how did we get to this? If you talk to a person, it's almost like they're scared to 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 say anything about a cop. Yeah. You know, or a doctor. So here's what I think. I was thinking about this, and I was ruminating on this. I was, uh, I was whittling, and when I whittle, I I ruminate. Yeah. Um. So 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 basically, it's 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 shows, it's movies. Why do people think doctors are smart and amazing people that'll do anything to heal you, right? And they'll figure out they're like these medical Sherlock Holmeses that will use every, squeeze every ounce of their medical school education and spend all of their energy on making sure that you are given all of the advantages that a human is, has access to in this world. Why do we feel that way? Because of House, the show House or Chicago Hope, right? And, and, and that's the function that these shows serve. Yeah. Okay? With, if you if we didn't have these shows or these movies that that lionize uh, you know these kinds of people and and brainwash us into thinking that these are the type of people that doctors are right we would have a, a more correct view of doctors sure. right and boy would that have been useful in this COVID pandemic right yes. Right. If you didn't have heroic, uh, you know, movies and shows about doctors, right, uh, brainwashing you and, and making you think that's what they're like, you would have you would have trusted these people less. Yeah. Right. Because all you'd have to go on is your personal uh, interactions with them. That's what your expectations would be based on. That's yeah. what your expectations are supposed to be based on about your personal experience. That's. Okay, you have it. It actions speak louder than anything. It's I mean, they're supposed to. They don't actually. They don't actually seem to speak louder than anything. They're supposed to speak louder than anything. Okay, and the same exact thing with cops. Infinite cop movies about dedicated hero cops who became cops because they want to be heroes yeah. and and stuff like that. So there's only one cop movie that I can kind of think of where where. There's a little bit of truth to that, right? Yeah. But in this movie, it shows you like uh, um, the overall reality that these hero cops had to function in. Okay, it's called the Untouchables. Yeah. All right. It was, uh, you know, ch corrupt Chicago in the, in the '30s, right? And everybody was bought off. All the politicians, all the cops, and everything. So they had to make a special unit of honest fanatics yeah right to to clean up everybody's act because yeah. it was all dirty yep 
so that was going even going on in the 30s. So, 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 you know, it's time to wake up from our delusions about people and institutions. Okay. So I, I don't know why I needed to add that, but I really think that if we don't, if we stop watching movies and mm-hmm. stop letting others uh, narrate to us how we should think and feel about stuff and just react naturally to things as they are, right? It seems like a simple concept, right? But it seems to be the hardest thing to accomplish. Yeah. By the way, directed uh, Untouchables, the same guy who directed Scarface, Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, yeah, that that actually makes sense. (laughs) I didn't know that. I love Brian De Palma movies, and I love that movie, uh, The Untouchables. I just... Now that I think about it, it was like it's it's very it's pure De Palma. Like you know what else De Palma directed? I didn't even know this. Uh, Casualties of War, with uh, Penn yeah, with Michael, with uh, Michael J. Fox. J. Fox. Uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, Raising Cain. Raising Cain, I think. John Lithgow. John, yeah, well, that's when John Lithgow was like a villain. That's his yeah. bad guy role, right? Uh, Car- yeah, pretty Carlito. scary. He was pretty scary as a bad guy. Yes, uh, Carlito's Way. Underrated actor, by the way. Yes. Carlito's Way. Uh, yeah. Mission Impossible, like the first one, 1996. Really? Yes. Wow. Brian De Palma. Uh, also, I'll tell you in a second. Is he still Is he still with us? Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. uh, Snake, Snake Eyes with... Uh, I saw that. I saw that, by the way. Mission to Mars. Oh, I actually like really like that one. Mission to Mars. Uh... uh Hash. Oh no, this is I thought this was something else. And uh the last movie he directed was something called Domino in 2019. Uh, sounds familiar, but European I... movie. No, it's like a European flick. Like totally bombed. Basically, the last good movie he directed, I think, was in my opinion, was uh Mission to Mars in 2000 with Gary Sinise. Okay, that was the one, right? Right. It's kind of interesting. Gary Sinise, Connie Nielsen, Jerry O'Connell. Kim De- Kim Delaney. The end of that the, the end of that movie, Gary Sinise found some cave or some kind of yeah, alien yeah. structure, which uh, told the story of how uh, of how they left the, they left Mars and went to Earth. So yeah. they discovered that you know the point of the story is that we are the we are Martians. It's like, it's a basically the, 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 you know the Anunnaki or whatever you call it, like that kind of similar story. I don't know if they emphasize that 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 detail, but it just we came from. Actually, with the Anunnaki story, they came from a planet that not Mars, some other planet. Yeah. So yeah, man. Well, so we were talking about cops, right? Yeah, so cops. I mean, you know. You know, Robocop, right? Like yeah. uh Yeah, listen, Hawaii 5 Robocop, uh See, that's the one movie where you saw Serpico, where he's like, he tries to go into internal affairs and like, you know, basically they rat them out, the corruption, and they all get pissed off at him. Yeah. That was the one movie where they actually showed there was a good cop and everybody else was bad in the 70s, you know? It's funny. I like that movie just because like, I like the scene where he's like totally, he goes to a party with his girl or whatever in the loft. And he's like totally, uh, you know, he's like. I never watched. I actually never watched Serpico. Like, you have to watch. It. He's like he's kind of an introvert, so she like forces him to go to this party. 
And he just wants to spend time with her. And he's like, come on, let's go to this party. And then like he ends up like, because he like knows how to dance, so he ends up dancing. There's a whole thing, in, uh, I think it was one of the Oscars, where they literally show like all the different actors who, who you know, danced in movies. And, and 10 of those clips was basically Pacino dancing in different movies. In Serpico, he dances in Scent of a Woman. He dances in, uh, he dances like in, in like every movie he's in, he dances. He's like dancing, doing some kind of dance. That's odd because I can't picture him. Actually, wait a minute. Hold on. He's very good at dancing. No, no, no. Yeah, hold on a second. I, you know, there's this the uh, more recent movie that he was in called uh, Stand Up Guys or something like that. You know, when he's like getting out of, he's an old guy getting out of prison. Christopher Walken is there. You know, they're part of an old gang. Yes, 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 yes. Right. He, so he was like, yeah, they, they, he went to a to a bar or a club and he tried dancing with some girls. Yeah. Then, all right. Yeah, no, he he's very good at dancing. He's always he always met he always like he literally insists. I like that movie, by the way. That's one of that's a rare kind of uh I like old guys that know how to do stuff from back in the day. Yeah, still can do stuff. Things just as good as they did back in the day, mm-hmm. even though they haven't done it in a while. Movies, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very long name for a genre, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. You know, I like I, I like that movie when uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, and Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland and uh, uh, James Garner went to space. Remember, they like, they went to space as old guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 I love how you're dedicating your time and energy. Oh. I'm just looking. Remember there was a movie with uh, Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer? Frankie and Johnny? Yeah, so there's a scene yeah. in there where he's like dancing and she's just kind of watching. I don't recall that. Dancing in like some house, somebody's house, like a party in somebody's house. That's a movie that gave me like certain energy and mood that I perhaps wasn't ready to uh, assimilate when I was well, seven. Well, I remember like, when I was seven or something. Sentimental like that. kind of thing. No, it's just kind of like a an odd, overly complex adult kind of dra- dramatic energy that just didn't feel right. You know. Yeah. I don't remember anything particularly like graphic or shocking. It's just kind of an overall kind of like similar. It's not the same energy, but it's kind of like I'm not. Well, I said I wasn't going to say it yesterday, but. You know the way thirty something makes you feel, but this is different. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. It was very odd. Very odd. Yeah. Like every movie produces a very particular kind of uh, vibe. You know? Do you remember this movie? Um, with Gerard Depardieu, he plays the dad, and and it's him and his daughter on the beach. Yeah, the uh, Catherine Heigl. Yes, I I was younger than her when this movie came out, so I don't. I'm not ashamed to say. Dude, I I I, dude, that that movie, was a great. That was actually a that was a very funny movie. That was a funny movie, and and that movie. Can you tell? Read the plot. Hold on. Start. Find read, the plot. I'll read the plot. Yeah. I have to. I have to pee, but I can hear you. It was like the first time you saw him in like an American movie. No, no, passport was. <clears throat> <clears throat> what? Green card. Green card. He was in he was in Cyrano also. You know Cyrano. No, but that was in French. Yeah, in French, but he like whatever. No, 
It's called my father, my father, the hero, 1991. His first big American role, like where he really, you know, was a green card with Andy McDowell. Okay. What, what year was that? That was before, a couple years before. That was like in the early 90s. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 80, uh, 90, yeah. So that was the first, the first time I saw him was this, my father, the hero. And the only reason my friend and I went to see this movie was because of uh, Ms. No, it wasn't her. You know who it was? You know who it was? She was a French, it was a French actress. Who? It wasn't Catherine Heigl. It was a Belgian actress by the name of Marie Guilain. Are you sure? Yes, I'm looking now. Daughter? What? You're talking about the daughter? The daughter, yes. Yes. Uh, let me check again. One second. I'm pretty sure it's Catherine Heigl. Unless it's it's my father. No, uh, I'm sorry. My father. The oh, because they made a French version. Oh, and then they decided to make an American version. And then in '94, that's when we, I went to see this American version. There, so, yes. So, this, so, so his daughter. There this, we go. This 14-year-old sack of shit. He took her on vacation, right? Because whatever they had, I guess, like the got divorced from his mom. Did you just call, her, just call his daughter? Told, she, no, no. She told people because she wanted to. She she found some guy oh, that she liked. Oh, oh yeah. She wanted to create a mysterious persona for herself, so yeah. she told everybody. Where she yeah. started telling people that he that she was his mistress. Yeah, she was 16 years old. I mean, the actress yeah. was 16 years old in the movie. I think she played a 14 year old. She was playing somebody she played 14. like 14, something. Yeah. Right. And then uh and then everybody started hating him and he had no idea why people were treating him really horribly, right? He's yeah. like, like <laughs> it's really good, right? Yeah. This piece of sh this daughter. Yeah. And then and then he finds out, and at some yeah. point, she you know, she she breaks down to him. She says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't tell the yeah. boy. He goes, the boy? And, and she's like, she's like, yeah. She goes, please don't tell him. He's going to think I'm a liar. He's like, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that scene. But that whole like thing of like, I don't know, like I used to go on vacation with my parents and I always used to like, man, I really want to like, I'm like 13, 14, 12, 15, just like meeting some girl. I'm not even talking about, you know, obviously I'm not talking about like, intercourse because i didn't even know I you know that, i hate when you get that look on your face like oh, you know what's hard no, 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 no. no like, just no, like meeting no, meeting no, some no. girl on like on like on one of these like resorts kind of thing you know like so what do you think this is what you wanted or hoping oh no, it was like that that movie evokes that feeling for me yeah i right. mean i haven't i haven't i don't have a lot of uh like I, dude I, I saw this movie when i was 13 years old and i and i and i, and I saw this girl i was like I went on vacation with my parents. Wow. Uh, I don't recall ever going in, on vacation with them after the age of 12. 12. I think, yeah. No, no, 13 was the last time I went to Florida with them. That's, you know, it was. Um, and, but all my vacation memories with my parents were from before that, you know, like I was, I was a little kid. However, my brother, <laughs> he has teenage memories of it because he was a teenager. Yeah. But I don't have I don't have any of that. <clears throat> I, told, I told everybody how I got him thrown out of the casino when he was fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Revenge. 
Dude, the crazy part is that, is that um, I'm being, this is getting personal now. The, whatever, the first girl I ever, my first kiss in 1994 in the summer was with a girl who had literally had the same, who looked exactly like the Catherine Heigl in um, this movie. Same haircut also, same, same. Everything. I don't know. Her hair seemed like just regular long girl, long hair girl, you know, like yeah. But like, kind of, you know, tucked like that. Yeah, it just reminds me of that. I don't remember if I saw it before that happened or after. I'm trying to think. You know, I remember because you made me think of Gerard Depardieu, and you mentioned Roxanne. Uh, you mentioned Serrano de Bergerac, right? Yeah. So. So he, he was great in that movie. And uh, I always kind of, not always, but I guess since I got like adult sized, I yeah. always kind of related to Serrano de Bergerac because we both got into a lot of fights and we both had big noses. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I like to, you know, I like to see myself as a Serrano type yeah. figure. But it was so hilarious when he was coaching the Christian character, right? Like the, the young, handsome guy that his, Cousin Roxanne was in love. I remember the movie, but yeah, we'll see. So he, so basically, what he would do is, you know, he 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 loved his cousin Roxanne. Mm -hmm. She's a beautiful lady, but because of his, you know, he was very, even though he was a great warrior, mm -hmm. but he was very insecure about his appearance, and he was a he was a great uh, intellectual, yeah. romantic, and he was a great scholar and a poet. Right. <laughs> okay. So. so <clears throat> So basically, uh, uh, should I, would you like to cough some more? No, sorry. All right, fine. All right. Hmm. So, so, so basically, um, that was mean, right, folks? I mean, a person can't help coughing, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> so uh, he was, so she loved this young, uh, this young officer, right, in, in the, in the, in the army, right? Uh, which of course surrounded the Bergerac was like a colonel or he was like a, you know, high ranking, but he realized that uh, she loved this guy and because she confided in him because they were cousins and, the, and they spoke frequently and he never, he never told her that he was in love with her. Right. Cause he, he would obviously worried about rejection. So, um, but this guy loved her and she loved him. So he didn't want her to be disappointed because he's kind of a dummy right christian so when christian would come you know to her window right and to to serenade her or to court her or something like that right so serrano would coach him he'd like whisper what to say right yeah and he, you know he'd give him like these beautiful and she'd like she was just falling in love with his words right yeah and uh but really it's serrano's words right but then christian he he was following he was saying what he was being coached to say but then he got really excited Right. And he said something and, you know, he got overexcited and he's like reached out and the surround was like, animal, uh, you animal. Yeah, <laughs> he's, that's funny. he's like, you, you pig. Yeah. It's really it's funny. There's one scene where Serrano uh, fought a hundred men. He killed a hundred men in a fight. I, I thought that was awesome. He's a great character. Yeah. Those are the two, the two characters that I've always felt like I'm not comparing myself to that. I'm just saying that I always felt like a natural 
uh, connection to was uh, Serrano de Bergerac and Reish Lakish from yeah. the from the Gemara. Yeah. He's not a character; he's a, a real person. But just the <laughs> dude, man, Dipper Du used to get all the chicks back in the day. Yeah, you know, like in the eighties, like in the early eighties and late seventies, he was he was kind of like he wasn't a big fat slob; like yeah, he, he was, was actually like in good shape. He's a looking guy, yeah. I don't know if he's a good-looking guy, but he wasn't a big, fat slob. He was in shape. I know you see. Like, he, he just kept. He just kept getting wider and wider, <laughs> and he and he started like he, he looked like he was devolving and turning yes. into early man. Yes. <laughs> it's like what's her name, uh, Phoebe? No, it's like early man. <laughs> yeah, he looks like early man. It's a great line. Hey, you know who made me laugh the other day? And I and please don't be offended. Like uh, Laura Loomer made me laugh. Okay, and. And I, I gave her like uh, props for that because I don't often, I'm not often like Eileen Brennan, you know, makes me laugh all the time. There's just some women that are nothing but funny. Yeah. Madeline Kahn makes me laugh uh, pretty often. And Carol Kane makes me laugh. There's, you know, these are very, very unique people. And yeah. Sophia, the actress who played Sophia on Golden Girls makes me laugh, mm -hmm. right? Rose, uh, what's her name? Rose from Golden Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty White, yeah. right? So th there are women who are like, you know, who are like legit funny, 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 but yeah. not, the, but it's not a huge amount. Okay. Yeah. So, so Laura Loomer always, uh, she's somebody always attacks her on Twitter. Yeah. And then she always posts the response, right? She responds and she posts it. She quotes it, right? So you could see the interaction. Mm -hmm. And uh, she goes, <laughs> I was having a bad day, but you know, I saw it yesterday. She called somebody. Uh, she's like, "You're a lying midget." Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I felt I felt compelled to compliment her. I was like, "Laura, that that was like that was a gangster." Again, dude, response. again, again, again. It it goes back to what I was telling you yesterday about this girl that I went on a couple of dates with, you know, whatever this was, eight years ago, nine years ago, and I said the word retarded, and she was just like. Dude, that was the first time I ever encountered anything like that. I, and I was shocked. You know, like sometimes you you, <coughs> you say, <coughs> sorry, you say something to somebody and you and you and you expect that they're gonna laugh. And wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Chris, can you explain what frog sauce is? I think I've seen this before, and I'm this is gonna drive me insane. Please explain frog sauce. Okay, continue, continue. Anyway, sorry. You know, you ever like say something to someone, especially like a girl, and you you think she's gonna laugh? Yeah, and and you think she's gonna laugh? Why? Because based just based on her, the fact that you're from the same like culture or place. Yeah, and literally the opposite happens, <laughs> and you're just like and and you know you like to think you're and 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 not only the opposite happens, she makes you feel like you're like the worst person ever, like you're the most offensive troglodyte. I don't know, like it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like. You know, I guess in your case, you know, if a girl, does, somebody does that to you, it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a guy, you, you double down, like you, Frank, you double down and you kind of just to piss them off. So dude, at that time, it wasn't even like in my purview to even do that, right? I'm just kind of like, I'm just used to people just like, you know, I'm saying something what I think is funny and somebody's the girl laughs, right? I never had situations where I just completely bombed, you know, like the, the audience of one is not picking up what I'm putting down at all. And then you say that one thing and it's even like makes everything even worse than it was before. 
And I'm just like, I said the word retarded. The girl's like, she starts going into this whole thing about how her cousin has special needs. And I'm, and I'm just like, what's going on? Like, I literally, I, w- I was shocked. I was stunned. You know, like somebody just like, it's, it's like blindside. You know, like this yeah. is an Orthodox girl, Russian speaker. And she's offended. And I'm just like, I, I literally, it, 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 you know, you're going to find twits in every, in, yeah. in every subgenre, yeah. in the whole spectrum. Everywhere you go, you're going to find a twit. Yeah. The best recovery from, from not getting a laugh that I've ever seen yeah. is from my least favorite comedian who I don't like at all, Nick DiPaolo. Yeah. Don't like him at all. Not even on my top 10, not even on my top 100. He's don't like him at all. But he yeah. said something great. He said, um, I can't recall what show this was at, but he's, he said something and he looks at the audience. He's like, you know, he's like, this is his like pattern. He's like, hur, 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 hur. and then, you know, he's waiting for a laugh. And nobody laughs. He goes, nothing. Huh? Okay. He's like, yeah. he's like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. all right. He's like, I thought that would work. He said that, like, he, he told you about his inner monologue, yeah. or, out loud, or, but he did it perfectly. Dude, the best out of all of them is Jackie Mason. Where he says a joke and then it's complete silence and he goes, "Hello, okay, next." Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Hello, okay, next." I like, like that too. Mr. I like that too. He's like, "Listen, you understand yeah. this? Get out." Okay, next. You, okay, you. <laughs> he's just like the first, <laughs> like, "Hello, hello, hello." <laughs> I like it too. I like it too. But just I don't know. You know, it didn't stay with me as much as my least favorite comedian. Uh, that you know his recovery from it. Norb, Norm McDonald had an amazing uh, recovery. He didn't even actually need recovery. No. Norm McDonald was different. He was looking for the bomb. Yeah, he want he wanted it. He was like addicted to it. He loved it. Yeah. He he delivered a joke that he knew was funny, right? Yeah. And then yeah. and then if you if nobody's laughing, it's just like he it would you would see him derive so much joy yeah. out of people's befuddlement. Yeah. You know, they're, and they're just like you know, yeah, and yeah, he would, yeah. and it's almost like he—it was like a private joke with his, like with joke. his comedian friends. It's like it's like Jackie Mason. I just told myself a better joke than I told you. He like <laughs> like laughs. He goes, huh. He's like, huh. I just told myself a better joke than I told you. That's amazing, bro. That I never heard him <laughs> say that. Yeah. That's so, what a line, bro. That man's yeah. a genius. Yeah. No, because he would giggle and he'd be like, I just told myself a better joke than I told you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there's there's a few comedians that do that. Even that. Yeah. Even that idiot Jim Gaffigan, he's pretty good at that, you know. Yeah, betrayer. Well, well the uh, my comment to Elon Musk about the Mensa was retweeted by uh, the guy who runs your brother's Twitter. What's his name? Uh, really? Oh man, G- 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 Gain of Fauci. Yeah, he has a he has a lot of followers actually. Yeah, you know? Lopez, Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. How's he doing? You talk to him? Never. Dude, it's just like <laughs> it's like total. <laughs> I'm okay, you know. I'm well, okay, yeah. like creating my own parallel stream. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. you know, if I was, you know, if I was to be part of that, I would certainly wouldn't le- be leading it. Yeah. And I, I don't, and I don't need any. Bo- I don't need any more bosses. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, you know? you're saying if you were to run that page, you, that that would no, no. I'm saying if I were to be involved in the, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I wouldn't be leading, right? Yeah, I, dude, I wouldn't last a day. I know, 
because like you know dude you know what i realized i when i moved to israel hold on a second hold on a second just plug this in i just got like uh soviet <laughs> sorry what, what i realized can you hear me yeah what i realized is when i moved to israel i realized that there was i worked in a company i realized there was such a thing as uh what's called lateral corporate structures meaning i'm feeling, I'm feeling like, a very khaki energy happening continue no continue. no meaning 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 in america primarily you have in a company you have it's a pyramid you know you have the manager the, or the ceo yeah. then other him managers and like and it just goes down like this in a hierarchy in israel a lot of companies even even if the pyramid is supposedly outlined even if they tell you okay this is the ceo this is this 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 the way they operate is lateral the way they operate is as if everybody basically is on the same kind of level except for maybe the ceo yeah what is it mimicking it's mimicking the idf all these guys were in the army that's how the idf works you know the commander will yeah he's the commander or the sergeant or whoever it is but everybody's got input more or less you know during the operation so yeah. what i realized is that i i got used to that and i like it so much more i like it when you know they give you autonomy yeah it's your boss yeah it's this and that but they give you autonomy dude and, and it was such a breath of fresh air even though the company i worked for they had their own issues whatever it was typical israeli issues but um I, I thrived in it, you know, for a certain amount of time. I thrived in it. You know, I was, I was like working with different departments at the same time. Uh, financial news, the IT department, I was doing stuff with, I was doing with the, with the graphic designers. I was doing stuff with the language people. I was doing with everybody. And it was great. And um, I've never, I had never seen that in American, like I remember I moved back to America. They didn't have anything, like they couldn't even, it was funny. They looked at my resume and they didn't, they didn't really. Another thing I noticed in America, they didn't know how to like take, let's say there's a position, right? You're going for an American company, but the position, the, the qualifications that you have previously in your, in your resume are not contained in one of the positions. There's one qualification in one of the jobs you had. There's another qualification, in another. And so if you take all those itemized qualifications you can put that together and apply it to the new the thing that you're going for in israel they do that let's say you're going for an interview they do that they take the aggregates qualifications of a different in america they don't do that they just say well i don't see any experience that points to this position any position that you did before that points to the position you're applying to now i'm like sure it's true what you're saying, but there is experience or individual components, aspects of experience in different things that I've done to where you could just kind of like, you know, put a puzzle together and here you go. Here's and you, then here's you could transfer the credits. Yeah, you transfer the credit. Exactly. They don't transfer credits in America. They don't, you know, they don't do that. At least it's not, not as far as I know. Maybe, maybe startups do. Maybe I don't know, but like I haven't seen it. You know, yeah. I remember before I started my business, I went on like a bunch of interviews and I'm just like, you guys just can't plug this in to, you know, no, everything is, 
sequential. It's interesting. And you realize, like, and then people ask, like, well, how come Israel is, like, able to develop all these things? Grant, granted, there's brain drain and, you know, companies uh, end up selling their technology and it leaves. But initially, how do they develop these things? Why? Because they're able to take people's skills and apply them in a particular, in, in a very... You know, what you just said is interesting. Way. What you just said is interesting, because since Israel is the 51st state of America, <laughs> yeah. so it's sort all of, it is... Sort of. Like in terms of its tech industry, all it is is just another Silicon Valley for America. Sure, that's the brain drain. Meaning, yeah. folks, we're saying that like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily benefit <coughs> it. Yeah, right. It's sent out to benefit. You know, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hundred fifty million dollar exits. Yeah. <laughs> that's our goal. No, yeah. so I realized it was just like, and I'm I'm still wondering why why that is. Maybe it changed. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, uh, you know. <laughs> and it was funny because like, whatever, there was like a job opportunity that opened up and like recently and I, and I, and it's not something that I ever, meaning it's something that I probably could do, but it's not something I've experienced in. And my Abba was just like, why don't you go for it? I'm like, I'm like, what am I going to do? He's like, he's like, he's like, they'll teach you. I'm like, really? They will? Somebody wants to be first to be first? No, 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 no. Really? No, everything, look, look, every single trick that you learn of, of any craft yeah. is not free, no matter what. Yeah. I, I learned that uh, a little bit too late in life. Uh, I probably should have been a little bit more. But like, you know, like I keep going back to this uh, electrical apprenticeship, right? Where they tell you, you learn as you work. <coughs> You will not. Okay, you will be treated I mean, like a donkey yeah, and not yeah. educated. No, okay? I mean in this case, they 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 would pay me. Obviously, they would they would pay me like a full salary, four hundred one k, everything, yeah. the whole the whole nine. But uh, basically, was saying that you know they would like, even if they tried to learn, tried to teach me the stuff. I mean, listen, I'm a quick study when it comes to these techie kind of things. I'm not a techie, but when it comes to these mechanical things. You how know, about click, how, why don't you fix our mechanical issues like you know <laughs> sound or the way to know, fix that no no the way to fix that is stamps. very simple the way to fix that what we're experiencing is very 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 simple it's called laziness it's yeah. called pay yeah buy a software for an extra 12 bucks or 15 bucks a month that captures the sound in both the people that are on the screen pay pay off my friend that's how you fix that that's true yeah, yeah. so you know, no, when, no. We, when we come here to do this, actually, somebody uh, somebody messaged me saying, you know, it'd be good if you guys did like uh, timestamps. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. We thought about this whole stuff, but it yes. just takes time. We also have like it takes you know, forever. Yeah, we, we, we also have to do things to not die. Yeah. So that, we, you know, you know, this is not making us. You know, this has only been costing us as long as we've been doing this, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. So you know, it's it's very difficult to devote any more time. But you know, this. But back to the soul more than the actual doing the podcast. But right? the irony is that back to the soul sucking aspect. My father, you know, I just told my father, you know, oh, I just got this big order for Pesach from <coughs> from a synagogue, and then he's like, in Russian, he's like, I'm like, I'm like, well, it's revenue, it's not profit my wine thing and i go yeah i'm like you know I'll, I'll be able to just like pay for my car 
lease from it. You know, it's like a draw. Yeah. And then I told him, you know, I think I made more profit from what I'm doing with Frank than what I do with my wine business. I'm like, that's not, what's that's our, not good, folks. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, what's our overhead? Actually, we bought, I'm, we bought, I'm uh, still in the I'm still in the red. The amount of money I spent on resources and books, really, really? dude. Oh, books, do you know, okay. Like, do you know how much information I had to like? No, remember? but but that's like kind of you. I spent I spent I spent hundreds of dollars on books and materials. No, but that's kind of like I, you Just, could call it optional. But then, like, what's the I necessary? Know, I, mean, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have I wouldn't have good information for the folks. Yeah, to, you know, like that's you true. know. Like a lot, I don't mention always the the information sources, but they cost me. Yeah. Well, so I'm in the red. I hope you're in the black. Uh, Chris, no, I'm uh, whatever. Chris Wood said frog sauce. It means uh, I hear people saying they get psychedelic high from toads' brains. Oh, the uh, DMT. No. no, that's not that's that's not DMT. That's something else. Whatever. Yeah, ayahuasca. Whatever. It is. Oh. No, no, not ayahuasca. Oh. The frog stuff is something else. It's um. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but it's not yeah. DMT. Yeah. So, um, could I could I just say something? You know, it's, it's you can because we talked about um, like pretty girls and UFOs. Remember? Yes, yes. So, I noticed something dealing with with people. Well, really, my whole life, I just kind of there's a, there's something amazing about rich people yeah right and there's a big connection to being really attractive yeah and being really rich yeah i noticed that these people right like everyone around you like like if, if there was a regular person who was clearly behaving uh in a way that most of the people around you that you know that are smart right yeah yeah would would be like fuck this guy you know whatever yeah. or, or 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 to hell that lady you know yeah. like whatever you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you know, if they're just regular right yeah but if they're really rich you find people making every excuse in the book for them yeah yeah we spoke it's almost, it, 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 does anybody else does anybody else experience this phenomenon like yeah. it's always puzzled me like why like why do some people get so much benefit of the doubt when they're clearly at any if anybody else had behaved this way you know you'd never speak to them again well they're right? public well because they're a public figure and i guess people figure that this person whatever he has expertise in that they're expert no, no, no. I'm talking about people that no no i'm talking about people that you would know like not not a public oh, figure. okay let's no, say I'm saying they're a public figure in the community even in the community, forget about like on TV. I'm talking about just I like set, I didn't set the context correctly. Let okay. me let me okay. rephrase. Okay. okay, so basically, okay. let's say you and your group of friends, right? Yeah. Within your family, your group of friends. Yeah. And and then and then somebody, one of them becomes really really rich, or you know, a really rich guy comes and becomes, or a rich girl, or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, you know, becomes part of the part of the family or part of the situation. Yeah. yeah they get away with stuff like they get more leeway yeah with 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 all the bad stuff that that they might do and we're not talking about exceptionally bad things we're talking about like like even regular bad things that yeah you would find commonly among people regular people like treating people like crap or something like that or whatever yeah. you know like just kind of like something you know <clears throat> moderately you know things that you would find behavior yeah. you would find in the average situation yeah 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 and 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 you know we've all been we've all been in the wrong right and you yeah. get crapped on right yeah. 
but the richer you are, the less you get anything, like any like. Well, I think a lot of it we spoke of, we spoke about like people don't don't want to confront them because they you know they don't want to get into like say like a lawsuit with them, for example. We're not talking about that kind of. We're talking about like just behavioral. Just behavioral, like let's say a group of friends. I'm creating a hypothetical situation. Yeah, a group yeah. of friends. Let's say lawsuits are not really a concern. Okay, yeah. it's just the rich, the 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 like the guy, the friend who's really really rich. Yeah, he's like his 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 shitty behavior is just tolerated, and it's well, and listen, it's not like you know when he goes away after yeah. being shitty. Yeah, and everybody's like. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he did this. And it's not like they're doing it just while he's around. No, they'll defend well, him. Well, first, there's two, uh, there's two reasons. There's two reasons why I think that's the case. Number one, okay. let's say if it's in front of him or when he's around, uh, let's say he has a big house and there's a bunch of people that always hang out at his house or do stuff at his house. They don't want to lose access to his house. That's just a practical thing. Um, I think the other aspect is that they kind of, everybody subconsciously knows how did that guy get to be rich by being who he is? So for so in people's heads, again, they just and we say in Russia, and you just they've made peace with the fact that that's how he is. He's rich, and therefore that's how he is. So let's we're not gonna go changing him, and he's our friend or whatever it is, and that's how he is. And you know, it's like, oh, that's just old Hank. Come on, you know, Hank. How do you think Hank got to be that way? You think guys like Hank are nice guys? Guys like Hank step over people's toe. They step over people, you know, they step on whatever. Okay, he's but he's fun, right? He's fun. He's fun. Look, you come over his house, we play ping pong and pool. We we play, you know, we run around naked around his, you know, tennis court and whatever, you know. <laughs> that's what, what they would say. Involved in that's that? what no, that's what they would say, you know. Cuz he wants people to do that cuz he's Hank, you know. So Come Billy on, Madison, like Billy yeah, Madison. Exa- exactly. It's like, come on, man. Just like let him let him slide, because you know, whatever. He's, you know, just be thankful he's Bi- not. At least Billy Madison was fun. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 but you know what they would say? Like, just be thankful he's not your boss. Just be thankful you're just friends with him and come over his house and hang out with him and, you know, shoot the breeze with him and drink his drinks and and hang out at his bar. Listen, I I think access. I think, they don't want to lose access. That's a very I, I think, part partly what you're saying is right, but I think it might be too comp. <laughs> too complicated and too conscious i'm talking about to me it seems more like subconscious like even no, the, subconscious. the second part the was people, subconscious the people themselves the don't way. even realize that they or not realize how obviously they're doing yeah. or, or, or making excuses right yeah and really it just comes down to i think there's there's like a spiritual component to it that people aren't dude fully, uh you know dude and, yeah we weekend at bernie's the guy was dead he was rich and dead, and they kept him well I mean, alive. Right. Well, you know, he's a movie. You know, I know. Still, I know. You know right, what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's yeah. a hyperbolic it's concept a, it's, of that. It's a great, pre- absolutely. Great <laughs> they premise. kept him alive, yeah. Blin. Yeah. I think just that to, just I to think, have his house. Right. I think people they make excuses for very rich people that they have access to because <laughs> they ultimately think that some of it will rub off on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're going to influence him to be good, yeah. you know, and it's almost the same thing with uh, exceedingly beautiful women. 
Like, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, the, so it's, it's, it, there's something, but it's also a spiritual phenomenon. Like, of you know, like there's something there and I've noticed it. Um, it's, I'm not going to say rampant, but it's uh, too, I'm going to, I'm going to Farrakhan us now. It's fine. I don't care. You know me. I don't care. I know you don't care. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So what I'm saying is like, um, in, in the Orthodox community, right? They, it's like, if somebody is like, you know, very, very good looking or, or extra rich, it's almost like it goes out saying that you have to be extra respectful to them. Like they're special people. Yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Gamaro talk about that whole thing with the, with the wealth and everything like that? No. Or it's, remember no. I was saying how like why people listen to like rich guys and even though they have stupid things no, to say? No, you're talking about public profits. Yeah. You're talking, and we're not talking about yeah, but these guys are but yeah, but these guys aren't profits. They're just like guys who, saying, who no. have a guys who have a startup and they get to go on panels and nobody, you know, say Gamora. dumb dumb crap. Right. Now let me clarify what you said about the Gomorrah before it's yeah. a mess. Yeah. So in so in the Torah, it tell it it tells us that that people who are receive prophecy, right? Yeah. Prophets. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be rich or extra handsome yeah. to be a prophet, or you don't have to be handsome at all to be a prophet, or you can be a lady and be a prophet. Okay. Oops. Um, but if you're going to be a public prophet, a, yeah. a prophet who's going to prophecy to the nation at large or to the world at large then it's a requirement that you have to be rich and handsome yeah yeah that's something else yeah and not because being rich and handsome makes you a better prophet but because people are more likely to listen to somebody rich and handsome for the same reasons that we yeah. were just talking about yeah okay it's it's but it's a flaw in human character it's not a positive thing so the, the Torah does not speak positively about people who get special treatment because they have, you know, yeah. because they're good looking or rich or something like that. But it, we've gotten to the point in, in the community, uh, in Jewish community, this is the lowest point in history, you know, yeah. where like where, where every time I see somebody who's rich get treated ex with like extra respect, it's almost like it's if like it's fully... Uh, you know, it's like fully accepted. It's like a Torah principle when it's the exact opposite. Okay, um, it's it's almost like seeing like Netanyahu, like greet Madonna as she gets off the phone, like she's some freaking monarch yeah. visiting that's honoring Israel with her, yeah. with her presence yeah. there. You know how humiliating that is. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. Like it's 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 it, that is not a Torah. Yeah, that is one of the furthest things from from Torah. To to yeah. give somebody special treatment because they're wealthy or because they're beautiful. You, if you want to know how people should be treated, right? The, yeah. Regardless of what they look like or how much money they have, go to seven seventy. Yeah. When yeah. the Rebbe was here, the Rebbe, we have yeah. one king, folks. One king. Yeah. Okay. Some people want to acknowledge it. Some people don't. The Jewish people have one king per generation. Yeah. Okay. He was the king and the richest, the billionaires, right? And the nearly homeless guys who are begging are literally standing shoulder to shoulder, looking up at him. They're on the same level. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Nobody, you know, they're, they're getting squeezed. You know, they're trying to, yeah. like, 
<clears throat> billionaires, billionaires, right? Or people with big positions in life, right? They're trying yep. to like scramble through the crowd just to get a, a glimpse at the, at, at the Rebbe, you know, at the, at the king. So yep. that's where, that's the only place where I remember where people were still being treated yep. according to Torah, you know, to the Torah principles. So, yep. I mean, I'm sure there's other places, but I, I've, so, I've seen things that disturb me where sure. just, uh, where, you know, where, where what's the lesson, you know, even if the rabbi, yep. yeah treats like some rich guy like extra special you know what i mean like yep oh give him an honored seat and the fuck by the way there's a pattern the same rabbis that do that did that are are i don't want to say all it, it, it pushed you know push pushed you know what okay yeah. there are rabbis who did that too that didn't push the you know what but a lot but of I rabbis knew, i knew where you were going with that yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of rabbis who did that pushed the you know what yeah so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a you know it's a character trait it's a, it's, a, it's something Jews, Jews listen the the age of the Rebbe the Lavarcher Rebbe he you know my interpretation of of when he declared that uh, you know I've done what I can the rest is up to you that means that the the age of of rabbis is over now it's finally yeah. reached the point where um. It's just literally down to the individual. No more leaders, yeah, each yeah. individual. So um, you, you heard that the pattern, right? Like um, there's a there's a connection between uh, the Exodus from Egypt, yeah, and Purim, right? Uh -huh. Purim. Yeah, <clears throat> and no and the days of Mashiach, like right now. There's a there's a pattern, which in the Exodus we had Moshe Rabbeinu, we had Moses, yeah. and God, right? Yeah. Both both available in a revealed way in Horem we only had Moses we didn't have the revelation of God right if you notice God's name is not even mentioned in the story of of Esther right yeah and we had Moses meaning Mordechai Mordechai was the Moses right but in the times of Mashiach we will have neither that's how that's how uh that's how it goes that's the darkness yeah that uh, we've been referring to in different ways over, yeah. over these conversations. Yeah. And I was just shocked because like people who are normally very, very, who are actually the most intelligent people you know, with the most critical mind and the most sober view on things, you know, you know if, can also be affected by somebody who is, and make excuses for terrible behavior because they're i don't know it's it's it, it it doesn't even make sense so it has to be a spiritual thing you know yeah. some people they've accepted a clip up of course right which yeah. kind of tells you that this guy is rich because he's he's been rewarded by god yeah. Yeah, yeah right and i'm poor because i'm being punished yeah i'm not or, or whatever i'm not punished just like i'm i don't have the mazal that he has Whatever yeah. it is. Obviously, God thinks he's more or she's more important, right? Yeah. They make them yeah. richer and prettier or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So 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 that's what people believe. That's they've accepted this kind of thing. Yes. They're not really going to say that out loud, but I've noticed that people have this like in quiet moments, because I observe people. I've yeah. seen that. I've seen people take it's like they've it's like I could tell they accepted that notion yeah. at some point in their life, and it's been there for a while. Of course. It's a clipper, it's it's falsehood. Yeah. 
Our friend Chris Wood says, they endear themselves to the public. I know the situation. My family is in politics. Uncle is a state senator in my area. I guess oh, I didn't know. I didn't know we were hooked into into the big time, Chris. You should have said something before. <laughs> he goes, attractive and people also expect the next prophet to be balding or bald, especially Rabbi Ginsburg. What the hell? <laughs> what, what is he? Can you please explain that? Esoteric, <coughs> you know, Vince Clortho. Like that's the, that's what we're talking about. Like, how are we supposed to understand what you what you just said? You know, like, but it's it's still it's compelling. You know, it's like, it is, it's very compelling because he makes it interesting. He makes it yeah. he makes it wor wordy. He makes it he the makes last it of the McKetrick supplicants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wow, that sounds amazing. It sounds like it's from the future. Oh yeah, yeah. You know who? You know who else? By the way, he wrote. Oh, he just wrote. Balding means wisdom. Okay. Okay, you know it's it's a sign of age. Right? I guess I don't have it. I guess I guess I like wisdom. <laughs> a sign of maturity. You know, like uh, in in Japan, like during samurai times, they had this like periods of time where men would shave their heads. You know, but leave like they'd have like a you know like a business up front party in the back. Like oh yes. weird. yeah. And uh, the reason they did that, even young men did that, is because. Yeah. It, it felt it made them look older and wiser, mm -hmm. more masculine. Yeah, you'd have young guys, who, whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah, funny. Yeah. I had something to say, but we should probably well, finish it off. Yeah, dude, let's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what it is. I think I ate something or something. I feel like you know, sometimes like you just like feel off. TMI, man. TMI. No, not stomach. Like, like, like head hurts all day. Kind of like, just. Did you ever end up taking any anything? Oh, I no, no, I did. Of course, I did. Of course, I did. Yeah, I did. I uh, I did an interview today uh, with uh, with Brent Hamachek. Oh, how'd that, how'd that go? How'd that go? I felt it went okay. Okay. Uh, I'm always a little bit nervous because you never really know. Mm -hmm. uh they 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 told me that that they liked it that it went okay and they're gonna publish it um soon and i, I actually remembered to to advertise <laughs> truth fanatics <laughs> this podcast for once yeah and um yeah man hmm. what yeah, was folks, the what was the topic um it was just kind of like everything you know it was a half hour long yeah. so I, you know, I have a hard time remembering these podcasts and other like interviews that I do. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what I said. Like, I can't recall like how it went, you know, it just, it was a very, you know, like can water remember how it yeah. flowed and where, how it got to where can it got. Water, what are you like a Bruce Lee? Be like water. It's like water. Right. Be like water. Right. And don't miss all the heavenly glory. Oh, dude. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just want to mention this thing how uh you know we interviewed dr shapira did i mention this in the last episode or i spoke to, the, to you about this this morning the whole thing oh, with yeah, dr shapira how he tried you know he was the one that was supposed to develop the uh, israeli vax and how they just came out with a report oh how israel wasted millions to develop a vaccine you know and they basically wrote that, like, yeah, uh, if this was during the, uh, 
emergency period, we would have accepted these, uh, you know, conditions under which, you know, whatever it is under which this was made and tested. But now that it's now no longer, we don't accept such things. But Pfizer, we took. We're, we're not even trying anymore. They're not even there yet. It's just, it's just like they, they, people are just like so downtrodden at this point. My, you know what my, it's like? <laughs> my friend writes to me, my friend who sent me this, he goes, <laughs> he sent me this article about the whole thing. And I responded to him with Dr. Shapiro interview. He goes, if the world ends tomorrow, I just want to tell you that I love you. Don't tell my wife, whatever, his wife. <laughs> you know, can I give you a, better, a good metaphor for how little they are trying <clears throat> to do or hide their evil? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine you... Yeah. you 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 go to like you know you go to sleep right you're you're about to go to your bed right you're approaching your bed it's covered with like feces and insects and 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 like uh you know branches you know like twigs and stuff like that and yeah. you know things that you wouldn't normally feel comfortable sleeping on or with right and you see that so in order to in order to make you feel better they just kind of like cover it with the thinnest possible like yeah. Like pla- like you know, plastic like table cover. It's like yeah. almost yeah. transparent. It's like translucent. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah, just go. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that'll do it. Yes. <laughs> like that's it's like a napkin, like a napkin. Here's a napkin. It's like a nasty like little yeah. napkin with yeah. the slightest bit of like. It's almost like why do they even like why do they even bother? You know, it's like, like so it wasn't. It's called don't do us any favors. You know, like <laughs> it's 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 an odd it's an odd thing. Yeah. You know what I just remembered? There's another person who is in the category of people who can get away with stuff. Yeah. Besides being rich and and or or very or very attractive, right? Yeah. Truly funny people. Yes. But they at least deserve it. Yes. Because they developed that. Like trolls, but funny trolls. No, I, I would talk about like, you know, it's the way that um a good example of this is uh, Don Rickles, right? Yeah. And the way comedians would, descri- would would describe him. Like Chris Rock said the best possible thing. That I, it's funny. I laughed for so long when I heard this. Yeah. You know, because they asked him, like, how, why does uh, Don Rickles get away with saying all that racist stuff, right? <clears throat> He's like, I don't know, you know? It's like he has big boobs. <laughs> he said yes. big tits. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. big tits, right? It's like, it's like yeah, you can get yeah. away with it he has like comedic yeah he has like whatever that version of big tits is in comedy he has exactly. that and yeah. he can get away with anything you know yeah, yeah. Where, where basically what does that mean like you know guys like girls with big boobs and they you know which dude, it's, dude it's, it's, this it's is like being what, attractive dude this is what makes leftists and the woke so dangerous and scary and almost heartless and soulless why because they don't succumb to the charms of somebody who you could see is clearly a good person who is literally just saying jokes even if they're quote-unquote racist jokes they're they're so they are they they have a stone you see them like they have a stone face and they don't they're not melted by the by the by the charms you know we show an example of that what do you mean? Can I, you show I, an example of I mean, what's a, what example can you show visually? I don't know. There's a perfectly <laughs> better example than when when <clears throat> Don Rickles went on the Jerry Lewis 
Oh, uh, the telethon thing, and half the people fun. were like, and he was telling all these jokes, and half the people were just like, no, 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 it wasn't half. The, the vast majority of the people were right, but there were a couple of people like in the audience. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. There's this one like, like there's this one like young. It wasn't like, Jerry Lewis. It was it was the it was the uh, aide for no hold the homeless. It was like Robin Williams and stuff like no, that. No, I know what you're talking about. No, this one okay. was, this one was uh, the Jerry Lewis. So show guy. it. Pull it up. Pull it up. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying a couple of people were just kind of like yeah, and I remember in the like comment section, him. right, right, it, yeah. it, he put a timestamp and they showed like a woman who's like, oh, right, he's like, he's like, get that, he goes, get that face out of here, bitch, this is Don Rickles. <laughs> he's like, he said, he said, you're gonna see who he's talking about right now, okay? Yeah. If it's the same like, if it's the same video, you know, upload. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> Dude, I don't know. It's just they they are it makes these people are dangerous. They are they are dude, comedy is from kettle. It's from kettle. Yeah, they they don't they they are to me they are like sociopaths. Like I I I I put them in the same category. If, if you if don't I'm... have a connection, if you don't have a sense of humor or a shtick, you're not from Keter. You're from the Sitrahra. Yeah. Like this girl, like this girl that I was that I was. I don't know if I can say she's not kept her. I think she was just brainwashed. And, you know, somebody convinced her that it's in order to be a good person, you have to have these beliefs and sensibilities. <clears throat> but I think there are people who are not like her, but people who actually, you know, naturally don't find, didn't find what I said funny. <clears throat> and it's 9 um, it's 9.33. Yes, sir. But if you, you find everybody. You, you, oh, you found the clip? I, I did. I'm just okay. waiting for the stupid. Come one second. One second. Okay. 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 The commercial is over. Okay. Hang on. No, and then we'll lock it up. You lock it. Up. Oh, this one's great. You know what? We'll lock it up. We'll play this whole clip. It's very. It's pretty short. Okay. And it's delightful. Delightful. It is a delight. <laughs> it is a delight. <coughs> All right. One second. One second. Sorry, folks. We struggle with stupid things. I do mostly. Okay. Oh, oh my God! This is when uh, Jerry he was, Lewis. He was ill. This is a hormonal. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. A, like a glandular issue. Yeah, there was like he really of... wasn't overeating, folks. No, this no, something with uh, his uh, uh, what is it called? No, um, what do they call that thing? That gland that you don't people don't have it and they can't lose weight. Uh, thyroid, thyroid, yeah, some kind of issue with that. Okay, here we go. Bro, he already won me over the first second he's, he's yes, that yes. Uh, uh, uh. The hell? Jewish. Jewish. Can I help you? <laughs> Can I help you? God bless. It's good to see. It's a lot of years. And I said, I was sitting down in Malibu with the wife. It's her birthday with the son and boom. And they said a telethon. And I got, I knew it's for the kids, you know. But for a minute there, I started to spit up. Because I knew this is a schlep trip from Malibu to see you standing there going, Help me, help me. <laughs> you know, 
The kids need help, but stop. Don't beg. Don't beg. You were a big star once. You got to remember who the hell you are. You don't have to sit there and beg for the kids in the wheelchairs. Let them live be well. God will be good to them. But you don't have to stand here. <coughs> sit here for eight hours. And then you sit with the $3 million. And they're walking around going, put a box of $3 million. These guys, they give you the money gladly. How long have you had that? Anyway, uh, <laughs> dude, I don't got enough. Terrible. I don't have enough trouble. Now you got a twitch. Man sitting there like a Jew whale, and he's twitching. There's the old buddy Ed McMahon. Every night he gets up in the morning and punches Johnny Carson's picture. How you doing, big guy? Good, Don. I look good. It's just like a, he's roasting everybody. What, what? He can't. It's just I don't know. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Man. <laughs> we used to drink together. You you didn't do that. You were busy chasing broads. Anyway, <laughs> you folks don't know this guy. When he was with Dean Rest of Soul, this man was in heat 24 hours a day. That's why he got the bad back and everything. Sliding off those broads all the time. Boom. <coughs> You're smiling at that. He was so big once. <laughs> it's a funny business how you wind up on an ounce for the heavy Jew sitting over here for quite a while. <laughs> All these people are just uncomfortable. Well, I know you've been. You heard what he said? He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I heard him. He yeah, like, I heard everything. These guys, well, but it's a good gimmick. <laughs> hey, <laughs> telethon, you know, every year he comes out the same with the tuxedo and the, and the gum and the licorice and about hey, someone happy. So he comes out here I, like a fat guy with no tie. Dude, can you pause up. this for a second? Do you know why? Um, what's his name? Jerry Lewis is laughing even even when Don Rickles is making fun of his medical condition. Yeah, because Jerry Lewis knows that we're here temporarily, and he knows that like you know, let's say he goes up to Shemayim, and then he's gonna see Don Rickles up in Shemayim. None of it's gonna matter. He's gonna say, "Remember when you made fun of me when I had that effed up tick?" Yeah, Hashem gave that to me. It wasn't your fault. You just saw it and you thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny too. That's how I survived it. That's how I got through the damn thing. Because I used to wake up in the mirror uh, in the morning, look at myself in the mirror and laugh at myself. Otherwise, I'd shoot myself if I didn't. And thank you for coming on my show and laughing and making a joke out of it, which made me feel even better about my shitty condition to live through this crap. That's the difference between a person who understands Emuna. That's Emuna, bro. That guy... This Jerry Lewis, I don't, he's not religious, no keep or nothing. That's a Muna in Hashem, an understanding of what's what. Wow. A person who can, no, I'm telling you, that a person who can laugh when somebody, his friend is making fun of his medical condition. Where most people would say, this is this is sick and this is messed up and whatever and whatever it is. That's a very interesting like like angle. I never, I never think, really think about it. Yeah. Why else would he laugh? What is he, insane? No, no, I have, I have my own. <clears throat> my own what's, what's, what's your, what's your? Take well, I, I mean, what I assume, basically, <clears throat> with these, with these performers, right? <clears throat> Especially guys who are very experienced, right? They, they know how hard it is <clears throat> to get out there and to, to make, to make it happen, you know, to yeah. Yeah. make people laugh, to entertain them, right? And they, they like, especially when they're friends and they watch each other, right? Yeah. They want to see them succeed and they understand when a performer gets out there everything is a prop they gotta they somehow have to do it 
so, so because because Jerry Lewis was a, he was in damn vaudeville for God's sake. He remembers you know so he looks yeah. at he looks at Don and he and yeah. he's like he's like he's like he's he's perfect as he's just respecting him his yeah. ability as a craft. Do. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's so, like, to to go to the, to go to the extreme to go to the complete extreme. Right, he, he know he knows that he's he's that he's being used as a prop and he's happy yeah. because they want to help each other if they yeah. if they if they're friends. Yeah. You know? So that's on that level, but on a deeper level, like that's you know, why, most people would be like, I, "That's what we do here too." By the way, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, the people in the audience are like, "Oh my God, that's so horrible!" He's making fun of his condition. They don't realize <laughs> they don't they don't realize that Jerry Lewis, like, he you'll knows. See, you'll see Jerry Lewis's reaction, which which can probably yeah. confirm a lot of what you said, and maybe a little bit of what I said. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. you'll see how he reacts. Watch. Yeah. I'll go back a little bit to give to get the flow. Yeah. You wind up on an ounce to the heavy Jew sitting over here. <laughs> well, I know you've been sick and all, but it's a good gimmick. <coughs> it's a good gimmick. <laughs> hey, Telethon, you know, every year he comes out the same with the tuxedo and the, and the gum and the licorice and the Hey, someone happy. So he comes out here like, like a fat guy with no tie, boom, 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 and a mercy mission. And it's a good gimmick. It's, it's catching on. God bless you. Well, I swear to God, sit on the boat with the wife and the kid, you know, and you have that new wonderful child. How old is the child now? <coughs> What's the other one in Illinois? The other one in <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> he drops him by a train station. He's got five sons that are sitting home now going, where's the check? <laughs> the hell with the telethon? We need a check. Yeah, don't send us anything. But you're looking good. <coughs> Thank you. I certainly appreciate everything you've said, Don. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, where am I going? You know what I mean? <laughs> going back to the beach. <coughs> sitting, with, sitting with the other Jews in, in, in the beach. They're going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the wife does. She don't do that. She sits in the chair with the jewelry signaling ships. That's the, that's the best signaling joke I've ever ship. heard. Yeah, signaling ships. Wow. It's not easy, folks. This is not easy. You know what I mean? I know you're the you're the you're the bus trip audience. You come in, come out, boom, and he does his songs, and then another group, then the, the black kids come out and tap dance for another hour. <laughs> Watch what gotta... Okay, okay. Do you see this? Yes, uh, the girl on the right. Right. Do you do you see me moving the mouse? Yes, the Look girl on the right. Yes. Look at this. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, I wish I could stick the freaking arrow in her nose. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember somebody in the comment section is like, he goes, get rid of that face, bitch. This is Don Rickles. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. I, that that ugh, comment ugh. made me laugh more than I feel. Time. I feel bad for the guy sitting next to her. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I want, I want the full effect. I'm going to go back like two seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you got a lot to see yet. I, I was backstage. Dude, you saw her? She's like. Yeah, yeah. Black yeah. guy's going to go to tap dance again. That's a good opening. Those guys were great. Thank you. And I want you to know that whenever you come on the show, you are such a morale builder. That's my job to convince you to get off. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I do. You, you had me introduce one of your telephones. Do you yes, remember right? that? Oh, in the we gray suit. A long time. Remember that? In the gray suit. That's right. And you were dancing and God bless yeah. you doing all the stuff. With one of the first guys to do it. And I. I by the way, before we forget. I, with all my nonsense, on behalf of my wife, Barbara, and I and my family, I, uh, you'll have a check in the mail for $1,000.
What do you say? What do you say? The response? I can't hear what hey, he's responding. Three million, like the fuck. Do you understand <laughs> why he said that? People are like, oh, what a cheapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave him a prop to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He should have said like, you cheap bastard. You know, like something like that. He set him up. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. Man, it's a thousand. I can only get one truck. That's all I can afford. You know what I mean? You know, you know how wonderful that is that you do that. And last year when you did it and then canceled the check, it was okay. There you go. That's actually a, a pretty good. Terry also. Lewis six, Don Rickles four. <laughs> nice. Now I'm trailing. I was so ahead. For that line. I hate a Japanese guy taking pictures. I hate that. <laughs> Dude, can I say something? Can you pause for a second? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No, no, say it. And then I'll go back a little bit because this is... Dude, Dude. okay, I'll say it afterwards because it's kind of like a leads into something but anyway yeah sorry there's two there's two two minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this is crazy guy taking pictures i hate that <laughs> japanese kids are going bro 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 you missed it you missed it look at the screen japanese yeah, yeah i see it i see it no, no, look, hold on, hold on, hold on, watch, i watch. see it you missed the you missed the look watch 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 yeah japanese kids are going you missed it again. I saw. I what see the, what it. Are what the fuck are you doing, bro? I'm writing down what I want to say. I'm going to forget this, it. It's it, just. I'll give you time to write it down. Just okay. Stop. Okay. Okay. Gotta, this is the whole thing. I'm this watching. The racist thing he did the whole time, and you missed it twice. Watch. Okay. Japanese guy taking pictures. I hate that. <laughs> watch. 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 Japanese kids in the I saw the face. (laughs) Three years in a jungle looking for your uncle. (laughs) That's an old joke. Three years. All you have to say is we surrender. No, you had to make a state. You know how to go in the jungle. One good thing, though, my kid has a lot of toys. (laughs) You could see him laughing, by the way, the camera guy. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because he's picking on everybody. It's not like he's singling out black people or this or that. And it's just like it just so it's like it just whatever he sees, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no malice there. You obviously know, like any person with a brain. He he knows how to he he gets to the point of such absurdity, such yeah. No one could take it seriously because it's not serious. Yeah. Hey Jerry, and to all of you folks, this wonderful gentleman has has had a lot of, as we say, service in his life of late. God was good. (coughs) Star and still is a great star. And I say this from my heart, Jerry. I know how much you're suffering. And I know all the nonsense with the weight and what have you. And God will be good to you because, as they say, you're a great, courageous man to do what you're doing for these kids. And I and the whole public admires and loves you. And I must say from my heart, really, that we don't see each other too often. But if you could, one day on the boat, one day on the boat, we'll pay. We'll pay. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I gave you plenty of time to spew your poison. Yes, I, you did. Now you got to give me just about eight, ten minutes. Ten minutes? That's how long it's going to take to tell you what I think of you. <laughs> I'll, I'll shorten it. Okay. I want you to know it's not in your best interest when those of us that love you and that have known you for so many years, we know it's not in your best interest for that audience to ever really suspect that you were other than what you purport to be. But I am so deeply grateful that you are alive and in our lives because you bring us stuff that we need more desperately now than ever. And you helped make my show begin strong. And I love you for that. 
and I love you for being here, and I'm deeply grateful. I love you too, Jerry, and I'll say goodnight, and keep your strength, I keep your spirit, and keep those kids going as you do. And I will. Please, God, next year, maybe we can sit together and talk about how, how well you're doing and the kid. John Rickles, ladies and gentlemen. So, dude, can I just say that Don Rickles, Jerry Lewis, and Larry King are sitting up in Shemaim looking well, down. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm lo kidding. Looking down at Mel Brooks saying that poor bastard, he has to stay down there with all those. No, no and, and and what's his name? Even uh, Reiner, Carl no father, humor, also yeah, no humor, ass clowns, and he can't even make his movies, and he can't even he can't make another movie. He's he's been run out of town. Poor guy, and they're up there just like saying whatever jokes they want about anybody they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sad. I'm trying to trying to find that comment so I can show oh, you. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of good, yeah, positive comments. I see. Two years no, in the jungle looking for. Right, no, everybody. Yeah. Dude, that joke. The two years in your uncle looking for jungle looking for your uncle joke is so old that his joke. It, it's a point where like you can't. How can you even say? Oh God. Yeah. You know Might these people, but these people make the oh. argument. You know what their argument is? Why no? They're like. We know he's not a racist, but somebody who actually is would listen to him and be influenced and go and do perpetrate acts and, did, 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 and be inspired by did, 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 did comedy. And did, 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 did. What would you say to those people? What can we say? I wouldn't want to talk to these people. I wouldn't want to talk to them at all. You know, I, there's nothing to yeah. say. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you <clears throat> somebody how to understand comedy how do you infuse people with joy you 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 can't they, it's just like they've surrendered it I, I believe everybody's born with it they must have surrendered it at some point you know yeah so i don't know how you help somebody get it back they got to want to get it back you know <clears throat> you know like uh you know another good example like eddie murphy right when yeah. he was when he was making fun of uh uh stevie wonder right he's yeah. like stevie, you know he's like and i'd like to and like yeah, shut the say like, all the people in the world today god's children yeah. stevie, shut, the, shut the blank up and take the effing award right and then he does an impression of the guy who's terribly offended yeah that's that stuff ain't funny mf -er. yeah don't that's ever terrible, let me see man. you do that was genius yeah you right. genius you know, i will that, blank you up somehow eddie murphy utilized all those <laughs> yeah like, you know what I mean? Like so, he played multiple characters in the in the conversation. It's yeah. amazing. And Jim Gaffigan does that when he was wasn't stupid. Yeah. You know, he, he like does uh he does his joke and he then he does the impression of the offended lady, like Midwest yes. lady. Yes. She's like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't nice. the Car the Karen, like, the ca the original Karen. Right. Well, Karen's <laughs> crazy. I'm, this is more of yeah. a, like yeah. quiet. She's like, oh, that was that's that's yeah. not that's not. That's, that's not, not that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. Or like uh, Nick Schwartzen. He uh they call you know they, they call him Nick Schwartz for some reason, but he's like, yeah. he's not Jewish at all. His name's Swartzen. He's from yeah, he's like you know, he's like uh Scandinavian or something like that originally, but but basically he does an impression of his mom where 
you know, he's like cursing or something like that. His mom's like, we don't say that here. That's not what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> oh, God. you know, somebody like that. Use your big boy voice. Yeah. Use your words. It's not what we do. No. Nope. God. He's are, you still looking, are you still looking for this comment or I could, I could uh, remove the. Uh... Yeah, I guess I'm going to give up. It might have been a different. Uh, yeah. A different upload. All right, sir. I'm about to be uh, Sovietized in the nick of time. And uh, saved by Sovietism, you know, it's like it's like the people that stood in the back of auditoriums in the Soviet Union, the KGB agents, you know, that that kind of uh, all right, give them the hook, <laughs> yeah, the gong, yes, the gong. the gong show, yes. Anyway, I remember the we're old enough to remember the, the gong show, man, on yes. channel 11. So, yes, no. yes, it was brilliant. Yeah, I was like, I used to watch it, I'd be like, I can go on that show, I could do stuff there. So mean, man, I probably wouldn't get gonged. <laughs> yeah, you'd get gong right away. <laughs> Dang. All right. All right, man. All right, sir. St. Patty's Day and uh today? Tomorrow, whatever. Tomorrow? Yeah. Passover's coming up. A lot of drunk Irish people. Yeah, I I'm gonna say there's gonna be a lot of drunk Irish people on the streets tomorrow in New York. Don't go into Manhattan. All the Irish people are like, yeah, I know, we're gonna go there to get drunk. Exactly. <laughs> they no just heard you say that. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know. We're going to there to get drunk. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's whatever. Blah. Comedies oh. from Keter. That's right. All right, sir. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Take care.